everybody to Sailor Moon Says, the first podcast um, that, that's discussing the deep dub in depth of Sailor Moon. I am your host, Ramses, and for you here, I got Killer Furry. Yeah, that's me. I'm here. And I got here a pack of Pop-Tarts, if people don't know about the Pop-Tarts joke. Well, rather, it's a thing that they, it's a, it's a, it's a meme from the old days, of the, the, old, the old golden days of, of Sailor Moon fandom. See, the time when they were, you know about the SOS, right? Save Our Sailors? Yeah, Save Our Sailors. Okay, their big campaign was was predicated on one thing. They looked at the sponsors who were sponsoring the show, and they said it, Kellogg. And one of the shows that they were, and one of the things they were, they were promoting on, on, uh, on it was Pop-Tarts. They figured if people get Pop-Tarts, they can get the show back on the air. <laughs> I did not know that. I'll be honest with you, I did not know that. So I have here a pack of Pop-Tarts in... in, in in reference to all this, because I'm a fatty also. So if you hear me like if you hear me nomming on this on the side, there you go. <laughs> These things happen. Yeah. But regardless, um, so I mean not really much to really discuss unless like, you know, unless something like a big news happens with this particular dub. I know there's a lot of things that happen surrounding Sailor Moon. I know we we got the the Sailor Moon um eternal eternal um cosmos trailers. That looked really cool. And we got, got we got way more information about it, but you know it's one of the things where it's like it's cool, but at the same time too, it's not really the focus of this show. So like if you want to go off for if you want to go off if you want to go off for if you want to go off for a minute or two, yeah, the floor is all yours, Comrade Free. I was gonna say that because I know it's not super relevant to this. All I'll say really about it is that um, Megami Hayashibara is in it, and she is a um, she's Sailor Galaxy, I believe. It's been a. Yeah, I, I she's just returning, saw... isn't she? She because she, 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 she did it. she did it. She did it in the old in the old um the old version. In the, in I don't the think that she was Galaxia one. in the old one. I don't think. I think she was a different character, if I'm not mistaken. But I've, all I know is that like when Me- Megami Hashibara is on an anime, they usually let her do a song because she's like queen of the anime theme songs. And if we don't get a Megami Hashibara song to go along with this movie, then Toei is dead to me. And I would not on. be shocked though. <laughs> but yeah, I I saw, I saw that. And I was like, oh wow, they actually got her to be in the movie because like you know she's a really terrific voice actress. And then like you know, super, and super it's one of things So it's like it's, it it really is kind of cool that that they got that they actually got her to be in to actually be, be part of the main cast. Uh, I'm looking through. I'm looking and through I can't. Her. I'm trying to remember if I can remember because usually she plays the hero. So I'm trying to remember of times that she's played the villain. And I'm sure she has, but just like. None of the really like prolific ones that stick out to me are her being the villain. So this is exciting for me personally. But yeah, well, she was she was um she was uh, what's her face? She, she was uh, Musashi, aka Jesse, in in um, Pokemon. Oh, that's right. That is her. I the Pokemon Company is so weird with the Japanese dub of, of Pokemon that I always forget that she's in that as well. I just remember her the most, obviously being. Uh, Lena Inverse from Slayers, which is my yeah. favorite. Actually, believe it or not, I believe it or not, I knew about I knew I I know her more as Jessie from uh from Pokemon. And she did she did every single song for Slayers, I believe. Even the movies. I know for sure she did the song for the first movie, but I'm pretty sure she did songs for all like five of the movies. Um she, okay, OVA. so so she she did play another character, but it was a it was a movie only character. She was in the second movie. She was uh, Himeko. Yeah. She was from the Kaguya movie, the Snow Kaguya movie. Yes, she was. The, She's a, the girlfriend interest of 
well, the love interest of uh, the furry guy that wants to have sex with the cat. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted that to sound really bad out of context. Luna turns into no, a no, no, no. In the worst part is you're not wrong. You're not. <laughs> Luna turns you're into a wrong. human in that movie, and it's very vague if he knows that that's still Luna or not, and he still wants to do her. So yeah, furry. Now we're gonna then when if we have to go if if this gets popular enough, I really want it because like they do get the actors to come out come out for like the like, their last like victory lap is are those movies, and I wouldn't mind going going through those. But it's just like one of those things where it's like, oh my god, I got I got to mentally prepare myself for that second movie. It's like, oh god. So I will weird. say that if you like outside of physical media, because I like most listeners of this will probably know because I feel like. I've been on enough podcasts at this point, hopefully, that I have another podcast called Ancient Anime, and I'll talk a little bit more of that about that at the end of the episode. But we did do the first movie, Promise of the Rose, and the the deep dub, which is actually what I wanted to watch just for a laugh, is incredibly hard to find online outside of physical media. Like you can go on eBay and buy, you know, the VHS or the DVD from Pioneer and get that original dub, but like Finding it streaming somewhere is nearly impossible, like terrifyingly. No, you even find even finding this particular dub, we we had to like we had to like you know we had to like like turn earth and earth and earth and, earth and all the stars around us just to find it. But we did find it. It wasn't you know. But all, all I gotta say is right now. All I gotta say is right now. Like I don't want to get anybody in trouble. I don't want to get us in trouble. Nor do I want to get the person that people are trying to seek out to show in trouble. And I don't want to get in trouble. I don't want to get like I don't want to get like like the people that that put it there in trouble either. So and also too, it's like I don't want it. I I want to. I want them to support as much as they can an official release because I do want them to officially release this in some capacity down the road. That said, it it might take a little bit of looking around for it, but there is websites and there's like legal websites you can look for it, and they are there. But you need a look. I won't point the direction exactly, but if I, I can give you a vague like right there somewhere, just keep looking, and then you can find it. Um, uh, I'm trying to find a way to vaguely say it. Google for right now. <laughs> for, 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 that's the problem. It's like this is such a weird problem. It's, it's kind of a weird double. It's kind of like a double-edged sword. But on one hand, like it's kind of easy to find it, but at the same time, too, it's like I don't want to say anything that would like put the, that would put this show in down. danger. Anybody? Yeah. So it's like one of those things where it's like if you look around, especially in, in more readily available legal places, where you would think so. Nine times out of ten, you might be able to find it, with it like, but you may have to like dig around a little bit harder. And but it, it's it, there. We I found think it. It would be as hard to find if they had if Viz hadn't redubbed it, because you, there's there's lots of shady websites out there that, with the right amount of protection on your computer or your smart device, you can go and watch anime illegally. Like that's I I don't think that's a controversial thing to say. Those websites have existed for decades. The problem is, as a matter of fact, that, as a matter of fact, Crunchyroll started as that. Yeah, but but the problem is, is that now that there's two dubs, most like most of the time you're gonna have to specify the deep dub, which is gonna cut like severely cut down your search results. And there is probably websites out there that have the deep dub and just have it labeled as dub, or some places not... like, or some places, or or they have it like labeled somewhere. They they have like some sort of weird coding to like weird weird word like word word suit to like make sure it's like it passes through like the filter so it won't go incognito. Well, yeah, like it's it's just one of those things where like they they might have it listed as the deep dub, they might have it listed just as dub, but from 
the experiences of a close friend that's definitely not me uh, most of them have the viz dub now <laughs> currently most of those mm -hmm. websites from my my close friend that is not me that went looking for this for a completely unrelated re reason to this podcast said that so <laughs> anyway we're talking about uh sailor moon the the specifically the deep dub our our friends up north in canada have blessed us with some of the most meme-tastic anime that we didn't even know was meme-tastic at the time. But when I tell oh, you that wow, yeah, they did. there were so many yeah. moments that I didn't realize were just like ingrained in the back of my brain from, especially from these first few episodes, because to, to put this in context, um, younger people might not know this. Older people, which is like, when I say older, like 30s and 40s, which I'm assuming is going to be the main demographic of this podcast, but we'll see. But um, you'll remember that back in the day with anime, especially if it was a longer running anime, you wouldn't get full seasons on VHS most of the time. It would just be like a best of type of thing, like where you would get one VHS with like three, maybe four episodes if you were lucky on it. And they weren't always one after the other. Sometimes they were, but definitely the next volume was not going to be picking up immediately where that left off. There would definitely be a time skip. And the original deep VHS tapes, they had one for the first, I believe, two episodes. Um, so episodes will be covered today. Then they had a VHS that was all about um, like, finding Mercury and Mars. Yeah, I was going to say, like, like Mercury and Mars. Then they have one from that group of episodes that had two episodes on it from before they get Jupiter, because there's a, a pretty big stretch where it's just the trio. Um, for yeah, I didn't realize how uh, how much time that they just that like how much time that they spend between Mars and um and mm -hmm. and, Mer and Mercury for like they spend like at least like 10 episodes together. Well, in the Japanese version, I think it's like episode 24 before uh before Sailor Jupiter shows up, so it's like a yeah. long gap. Um, but the dub, of course, they cut out episodes, so it, it makes it go by a little bit faster. And that's one of the, we'll get into that when we get there, but that's one of the fan theories. There's a lot of theories as to why so many episodes got cut and we can, I'll, I'll dive into one of those cause it's relevant for this episode, but there's others down the route, the road. But what I'm, my, my point is, is that like, there's going to be certain episodes of these cause I had the VHS tapes that I'm going to know every single word, like subconsciously to them. And there's going to be other episodes that I've probably only watched a couple of times as far as the deep dub is concerned because, you know, they weren't on readily available on VHS. But these first two episodes, I knew every single word to them. And I was just, I was watching it. I was just mouthing along with everything they said. And it was like an out-of-body experience for me because I 100% didn't think that I had watched them that much. Like, I know as a kid, like, especially back before the internet was a big deal. Like you would buy a VHS tape and watch it over and over again. Cause number one, you want to get your money's worth out of it. Number two, there's literally nowhere else at the time to watch this kind of stuff at. Um, but man, I didn't think it was that iconic to me. It was so weird. Well, like, it, I think it's like, like, uh, this is complete opposite for me. Cause it's like, I, it makes, as I started watching this, it's like, Oh my God, it's been so long since I watched it. I'm trying Sorry. to think. Of, it's been a while since I've watched the it's it's been a while since i've watched the actual episodes i've seen i've watched clip clips well that was a weird one um i've watched clips. Oh, we'll, get to, we'll get to we'll get to weird voicing later oh my god anyways yeah just like iconic moments like go bleach your roots creep like i i used that as a meme against somebody so i went and found that clip and then like the power of love and um 
the final song from fighting barrel at the end of season one like there's iconic moments that i revisit quite often but the actual dub itself like the actual show and its content itself i have not watched in at least 10 years probably much longer <laughs> i think so too i think i haven't watched it in like what 15 years and uh whoa wow but it, it, there's some there's some gems here like there's some gems here as i'm because there's a couple of lines i wrote down here like oh my god and then there's lines here it's like oh my god this is like uh this is so totally of its time. It mm-hmm. is like it confirms my my theory that this dub was like a time capsule. Like if you want to know how the 1995 was, just pop in this DVD or pop in wherever where you find this. This gives you a perfect view of how 1995. And I guess this is a good place to start. Why don't we get started with with episode one of of this? Why don't we get started with episode one, which is uh, a star is born. Um, it starts off with a, narr- a cold opening narration, and um, I threw me off because I was like. I could have sort of this was a cold opening in some airings, but this like aired right after the opening. I'm like, what happened here? So, um, so yeah, I mean, it just starts off with kind of like a, a narration of as like what's been going, like you know, kind of get us up to speed as to like what's been going on. It's like you know, the Moon Kingdom, you know, Queen Barrel, yada yada yada. You know, it's, it's like she said, like you know, Serenity sends all sends everybody back back to the like you know sends everybody somewhere, and that's where was, our stories. Was this in? So I want to I want to look that up if that was in the because I don't think that was in the original episode. Nope. I think that they added this for context for the United States audience or the North yeah they spliced they spliced this from I think another episode like down the road like, right, but, way towards the end yes because I remember like the because later way later in the first season there's an episode where they go to the Moon Kingdom and they see like this hologram of Queen Serenity. And um, like she explains their backstory and stuff, and we see the same stuff over again. And I remember it not being impactful. And rewatching this first episode, I was like, "That's why." Like, because I just kind of was like, "Man, this is kind of dumb." When I was watching it as a kid, like it doesn't give you the full story. It gives you like the very much the abridged version of this, but it's for like it, it definitely ruins a lot of the uh, shock value from later in the series. Yeah, I think the thing is, I think that's the idea. I think they want to get more people, you know, acquainted to the series itself, and they want people to like make sure it's like you know you're that like, everybody is on board. And it's always one of those things where it's like, look, you got to front end all these stuff. You got to front end a lot of stuff with like your backs like right off the bat. You got to make it the most the most like you got to make you got to do it in the most way possible. And unfortunately, because of that, it loses a lot of impact later on. So I think I think from like I think like, I think what they're trying to do is I think like like again this is this goes I I just like you have theories I have theories too about like what why they did a lot of these weird things because there is some weird there is some weird things this, there's some weird things right out of the bat with this episode and even like some of the things that we get later on was like like either they're hoping people don't don't pay attention or they did it where it's like it's like, it's gonna air at like five six in the morning no one's gonna pay attention to this <laughs> well one of the things that I took away from this this opening monologue is a recurring thing that's going to happen a lot. Um, This particular instance, I believe, like, again, I'm going based off of memory, but I remember, um, so I apologize if I recycle jokes from Sailor Moon Abridged, because that also is very much etched into the fabric of my being. Um, I well, not just really... that. It's like if that was that was that was your last that last exposure, then that, that's like that's well, gonna still be fresh in your brain. Not no, like I I literally watched every episode of Sailor Moon Bridge like six hundred times, and I could quote it front to back. And a lot of the jokes that I make now, 
I think is me being funny. And then when I sit down, I'm like, I stole that from Salem on a Bridge, didn't I? But then I, maybe it's too obscure and people don't re realize. I don't know. Um, but one of the things that they pointed out a lot in Sailor Moon Abridged, and, and I would like to continue their legacy here, is the uh, discrepancy with naming in this show. Oh, um, no. Not, not necessarily with characters, but more like set pieces. And the first one that we encounter is uh, the Nega Force, which I I really feel like if you go and ask the casual fan, sometimes even the hardcore fan, because I was taken back by this at first, is it like is it the Nega Force or the Negaverse? And the official name for the evil organization in season one is actually the Nega Force, but for some reason, like several the Negaverse, in, they just start calling it the Negaverse. But there's this weird transitionary period in these first few episodes where um, I don't know if it was like a recording booth thing where the director just didn't catch that some of the characters were saying the wrong things because again, um, if you've seen like the the documentary that Ramona did on this they really didn't I don't want to say they didn't care but they didn't put a lot of thought like forethought into this dub <laughs> like it was oh, just no, like no, a, no. let's get paid let's put it out on television and get paid type of thing is the the vibe that it came across as and um so I just don't know if there was a, some oversight with uh with with these naming things, but for a good while, everybody in on the evil side says Negaforce, and everybody in the good side says Negaverse, and eventually, I guess they all got on the same page and called it Negaverse. But she kept saying Negaforce, so Queen Beryl did her and Jedi, and it was just really throwing me off the whole time. Oh, they th they, they 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 mentioned something else that kind of threw me off uh, threw me off guard, like right off the bat, that made me kind of theorize, like, oh my god, they they must have been asleep on the wheel here. And you know, but like, I mean, we're, we're getting ahead, but I guess we can we can discuss start discussing here as well, but. Um, like, yeah, it's like you know, Queen Beryl is there, and like she calls Jedi. Um, she call her? It's like, it, it threw me, it threw me to oh, Soldierite. He she she calls her Soldierite in the like in the first episode. And like, who the fuck is Soldierite? Yeah, that I didn't even catch that. I was so focused on the freaking uh, the Negaforce and the Syria Imperium crystal instead of Imperial crystal. Yeah, it's also just sometimes the silver crystal. I don't, I don't know, but anyway, yeah, I did not catch the soldier. Right? Is that even a stone? I want to Google that. I don't know, but like that caught me, like that caught me off guard. I told you, like, oh my god, this is worse than I thought. This is worse than I thought. I messaged you immediately when I started watching it, and that, that was stone. my first thought. I was like, oh my god, like, like I can understand. I can take like there's a part of me that's like, okay, negaverse, negaforce, whatever, and let that go, you know, because like you I know, it's it's, it's, <laughs> but. I guess I'm like it's a little more tolerable to that. But you have a character already named one way, and you have another character like you know it's that's already that's already bad as is. But then you start then you, then you throw that. It's like what the man? They must have been really asleep on the wheel here. It's like all the just all asleep. Well, I'm wondering if that has something because the opening, uh, not again, not to get too sidetracked because we're still on the freaking opening monologue for the first episode but not to get like too in depth but i i feel like the opening narration is either word for word or heavily inspired by the opening narration from uh the live action tune makers version so and we already know from a lot of the research that ramona and some other very very sleuthy people on the internet have done that a lot of what we got for sailor moon was carried over from their pitch that they did 
um, a lot of the names, a lot of the uh, established lore and stuff like that was just kind of carried over. Even some of the toys, like the moon cycle that they never got in the show was carried over to the toy line. So I'm wondering if Soldierite was like a remnant from that, uh, from, from that, um, from that from the from that from that era of like yeah. from, the, from the and then like maybe when stuff. they went to when they went to go replace all the instances of soldierite with jedi to be more in line with the new dub they missed one or something <laughs> and they just kind of let it go yeah no it, it, that, that, that 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 caught me that caught me off that caught me off guard right out the back it was like like wow like i knew i knew they were, i knew they were asleep on a wheel here but that's like wow this is this is worse than i expected but it's not to say either there's some good things here like so, yeah. Like like, Green Barrel is like, oh my god, we need energies, and oh yeah, they mentioned something else that caught me off guard too. It was like I managed to see what the fuck is the Oracle? That I think was the early name because I remember somebody. It wasn't Tuxedo Amassed, but it was somebody else that I used to follow back in the early days of the fandom. I think that was also a remnant of the because this was basically the pilot. And I think that was supposed to be Metallia that they were talking about. I think they might refer to her as the Oracle one or two more times throughout the show before it's revealed that they're talking. She's talking about Metallia because they they don't bring up Metallia hardly anywhere near as much in the dub as they do in the Japanese yeah in the Japanese version yeah because it because I, mean, I know they, I, mentioned, people, I know they mentioned how, as someone that watched both the English that watched it, that watched this and watched it in Spanish which is about like ninety five percent um. Which is ninety five percent like uncut, other than the names. Like, yeah, they they mention they mention uh, they mention Natalia so much, but it's just like the one of the things was like that's because they usually usually at that point too. Do you I don't know if you want to add that to the whole Negaforce Negaverse type of things. I always thought the Negaverse Negaforce. I always thought Negaforce was like their energy and stuff like that. Like like you know the thing. And it's like I thought like Oracle was part of that. Well, the, they referred to themselves as from the, like the organization is called the Negaforce in in that opening little bit. So I don't yeah. think they, I don't think they're I think they're using them interchangeably, especially when Luna starts. I think it's the second episode. Luna definitely says Negaverse like twice, and I'm just like, hold up. <laughs> uh, but my my favorite part about this first episode and rewatching this because the, what I what I envision this podcast to be is more about the experience than what's happening on the screen because we've all seen well hopefully we've all seen a lot of people have already seen this first season of sailor moon whether they watch the deep dub or whether they watch you know the japanese or whether they watch the new viz dub we know generally what happens it's more of like the specific deekisms that i would like to focus on at least me personally and my one of my favorite deekisms is that like even though they play up a lot of stereotypes and even though they kind of shoehorn people into certain types of characters the when it comes down to it the actual voice actors for this are so talented and so good and yes a lot of the times they're saying corny things or the dialogue is a little clunky but when it when you come down to like how well these characters act out this especially when you consider that this was in the 90s when again you know cartoons were seen as kid things and they weren't always looking for like the highest caliber actors to be performing in these like for lack of a better term like throwaway syndicated kid shows uh, made to sell toys which was what they really did view this as in the 90s these voice actors are amazing terry hawks is to this day my favorite voice of sailor moon like i just think that she gets that like whininess of sailor moon's voice down but she also has kind of like the mother maturity sound like the the not super high pitched like a little bit deeper like more hearty sound to it because eventually 
as the series progresses, Sailor Moon does turn into kind of a mother figure for all of her friends. She just kind of naturally folds into that role. And I think that if Terry had gone on and not quit after the first season of Sailor Moon that and done all of the seasons, she would have exemplified that to a phenomenal degree. And I'm not dogging on any of the other voice actresses that have taken up the mantle of Sailor Moon since then, of, of Serena Usagi, whatever you want to call her since then. But I just think that Terry was the best. And I've always thought that. And I think that um, watching this after so long without as much nostalgia clouding me around has just confirmed that she is my favorite Serena of all time. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, like, she actually gave a really cool, um, she actually gave a really cool line reading when she woke up, like, because, like, nearly after after that dialogue, because that's what I said, I think we're kind of ahead of ourselves. And one of the things I, the, that happens is, like, well, we, we, cut, we cut back to the more familiar scene of, like, Usagi waking, Usagi or Serena waking up, and she's, like, she's late for, she's late for school and all that stuff, and she tells her, she tells her mom, you know, why aren't you waking me up? And then her mom says, yeah, but I, I did tell you, like, 50, I told you, like, 30 minutes ago. And she says, like, almost, like, like, immediately, <laughs> like, off, like, right out, like, like, you know, without, without, like, missing a beat. um, Like, without, like, you know, like, it's like, 10, like, like, no more than a nanosecond later, she says, and I will quote, and you believe in me? <laughs> it's I stuff like it. that that I actually really enjoy. It's like, because, like, I think they were able to get, get away with it because, like, she was not present on screen. So they were able to squeeze in an extra kind of was able to squeeze in that that dialogue in. And I think it's little stuff like that. When they have a little bit more flexibility with dubbing, they can be able they can, that's when that's when I think their their true capabilities can come. And it's stuff like that that I really, really enjoy. I wrote here that's like but but like we have like I wrote here like this is good dubbism. I know there's really bad ones, and we'll get to some really bad ones, but in one of the rare cases where it's like I, I give this a pass. Is that one because it's like no, that, that's actually really, that's actually really, that's actually a, that's actually a clever line. And Musagi would say that, Serena. Yeah, there was she would episode, say that. There was an episode of of ancient anime where, um, I think it was was it about Kiki's delivery service. Somebody blew my mind by telling me that like the English dub made a character talk that in the Japanese version didn't talk at all, and it just like blew my mind. And it's because like yeah, they're they are not like they use stuff like when they're not on screen or when it could potentially be like an internal monologue and their mouth isn't necessarily moving to add extra stuff in there to, for context for the Western audiences or to add in like pop culture references or things that make it feel less foreign because it was a big deal at the time to have it be the dirty little secret that this is a Japanese show. It was the same way with Power Rangers. It was the same way with like Dragon Ball and all of that. Like you had to scrub every ounce of it being a a, a Japanese product from it for some reason. Um, i.e. the jelly donuts that show up in this show too, which I freaking forgot about. Like everybody talks about the jelly donuts from Pokemon, and it's like they were here too. Yeah, I wrote that down. I wrote that down we when we got to when we get to episode three. It's like, oh my god, they introduced the jelly donuts earlier than Pokemon. But she so Serena gets to school and we meet um a character that i don't remember liking very much but i'm much much more liking her now and that is molly um who is osakan i believe in the uh the original yeah. so yeah like she's actually she is literally called naru osaka in the original dub so the original she, version he has an accent but the uh, weirdly enough the osakan accent nowadays is much more akin to a southern accent when translations happen like because of just because of the specific dialect and the draws and things that they they have in that region of Japan, 
it most often those characters will be given a southern accent but for here they chose a brooklyn accent for some reason and i'm not mad at it but i'm also very confused as to why well, it, gets, it gets even weirder it gets even weirder later because like when we, when we get to like when we get to her mom they gave it up they gave it up they gave her the, the southern accent yeah, she doesn't have. She didn't have the Brooklyn. Where did Where did Molly's accent come from? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe 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 she got it from when she was when she was at a particular area of Japan. I don't know. No, they I weren't know. in Japan. Remember, they're in America. <laughs> then fine. Maybe she got when she when she made it to that part of America, quote unquote. Uh, even though there's I, a lot, of, there's a even though there's a lot of Japanese words and a lot of Japanese signage that that says otherwise. But uh, my favorite. I like to was, argue. I like to argue. Uh, but but what I was talking about though is that like when when I say that I didn't realize that how much I actually like her now, they she's she's pretty like she's a bully almost <laughs> like she no, I would maybe not a bully but she's definitely rude as hell and I guess because when I watched the show originally I was around their age like I was like a younger kid and so yeah I was like Melvin is a dweeb Melvin is lame like get the hell out of here Melvin nobody wants your stupid little face with your swirly glasses but like she says and it's like, like you know she, she she says you're such a dweeb melvin she doesn't need a tutor she needs a trip to the mall and then when uh melvin starts talking about his grades she goes do you think we care i'm just like damn molly she's just delivering like solid burn after solid burn like get this kid escorted to the nurse's office i don't think he's gonna survive yeah it's just this guy just they had to send they had to send they had to send him to the burn ward <laughs> oh, but God. no, yeah, I mean nowadays, like you know, it, but but maybe maybe this is the fact where it's like I think this is like you know where you have to like establish things in a quick manner because you only got like twenty one minutes to do all this. You have to sacrifice a lot of like character, a lot of character depth, and just go for like the low hanging fruit as much as you can. Something that we'll talk about much more in depth in the next episode. But let's continue with this one. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, so we, so we get, but even though I think before that, I mean, even before meeting Molly, we get to see, you see a yeah, couple of kids beat up. Yeah, we get Luna. You get, yeah, get the introduction of Luna. I wrote on there, why is there a bunch of Shin-Chan extras, like, antagonizing this cat? Because <laughs> they look like little kids from Shin-Chan that would be in a school with them. You know what? I mean, uh, but you know what? That, that's actually quite funny, because they, um, they actually do, they actually do, um, they actually do that, like, late, way later on in, uh, I believe, in Supers. They actually do acknowledge that. They actually get did get they actually did it in the Japanese version. I don't know if they, they I don't know how they interpreted it in English. But I do know for a fact they actually got the actress who played Chin Chan to come back to come in as as, as like a Sailor Moon like version of Chin Chan. So I was like, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of the people that worked on Chin Chan at the time were also working on Sailor Moon. Is that the episode where it's like the the little boy that's obsessed with uh Chibiusa? Yes, like wants to be her friend or something like that. I vaguely remember that. Yeah, because like they do, they do, they pretty much do a joke. At, they pretty much pull a joke from Chin Chan where he pulls down his pants and does like a weird dance. Oh no, not acceptable. Yeah, I can, you can tell. <laughs> I can, you can see why they had to take that out. But I think that what they did is like they they did like because this was when they were a little bit more relaxed with the editing. So I mean, it's implied now, and then in, in the and when we get to like the when we get to when they get to the the Cloverweight dub. But still, like you know, it's one of these things. Like, oh my god! Yeah. But yeah, we got we got to see. I was like, I wrote down here, man. These kids are these kids are dicks. A lot of people are dicks in this dub. Oh my god! There is like a lot of like like like. There's a lot of like people are just dicks all around. Like you said, Molly was being a dick to to um. Molly was being a dick to 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 uh, Melvin. 
these kids are are being dicks with uh with with Luna. Later on, Luna's being a dick with 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 uh, with Serena. Jesus. Yeah, Luna's a bully too. It's, I just everyone's a, everyone's a, everyone, everyone has a, everyone has get everyone gets one. That's why I kind of realized everyone gets like one, like like everyone gets one ticket to say to just be mean for like one for like for a couple of hours. That's what I kind of realized. Well, I just think it's funny because like this came out uh, when this dub originally came out. It was during the time when kids cartoons are being heavily criticized for being too violent um there's a lot of instances in here where physical contact is cut out like if somebody gets slapped or if sailor moon like kicks somebody or um you know just any sort of like actual like hand-to-hand physical violence is either greatly reduced or just like completely edited out like either you want 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 to hear you want to hear the strangest one of them all what Okay, you remember the old Spider-Man cartoon from the from from Fox? Mm-hmm. Never throw a punch. Yeah, because it was that was the time that parents were so. Concerned <laughs> he never lives. threw a punch in the ninety-seven episodes of that series. Never once did he ever throw a punch. But it's just it's funny because like some of the like a lot of the other stuff that happened in place, which I mean, I'm going to use certain words for comical effect. Just as an FYI, I'm not throwing around serious accusations. But I could legitimately see parents being upset about how Molly was mean to Melvin nowadays. Yeah. Whereas violence is much more commonplace today. It's more how you talk to people that's more ostracized. And I'm not yeah. going to make any kind of commentary on if that's good or bad. I'm just stating the difference between the world in 2023 and the difference in the world in 1994. Like they yeah. were very different. But now I I feel like if we if this had arrived fresh and brand new in 2023, the violence would have been kept in because it's not bad like it's it, it was definitely one of, like the satanic panic type of freak out where people just didn't have the correct information with how oh it must be super bad if they're editing it down no the violence really isn't that bad but some of the dialogue some of the way these people talk to each other i'm sure would be changed oh we get, I, I, I keep on i keep on i keep on i keep on like i keep on seeing my notes here it's like oh my god these people are just being they're brutal each other. they're so brutal Here's- i love it though I like like because like I get because like later later down the road when you get to see Darian, Darian's fucking oh like he's a piece of shit to to, to Serena. Oh my god! Yeah, and it's like how did I adore this guy? How did I adore this guy when I was younger? Because I used to love that guy. I was like, what the fuck was I on? Oh, I hated him when I was a kid. I thought he was so mean. I don't know. And- I see your point now. I I it, me like me Ramsey's of two thousand twenty three would agree with. Whatever age you were at the time watching Sailor Moon back then, I'd be like, "Kid, you're right." <laughs> yeah, as a seven-year-old yeah. kid, I thought that he was mean, and I was yeah. Really as a seven-year-old kid, it was like with like thirty-nine-year-old man, he's like, "Yeah, yeah, totally agree with you." <laughs> well, so the, so we we got a little bit out of order. They find she finds Luna. She takes off the bandaid. Luna runs off without saying anything because so far Luna hasn't out loud talked. And then she goes mm-hmm. to school, and Serena does, and finds out that she failed her her. Uh, Math test, some test. Yes, she failed the test. Something. She she failed the A test. Yeah, some and, sort and of she test. needs to get it signed by her parents. And so instead of studying to do better on the next one, they decide to go shopping at Molly's mom's store, um, yeah. which is one of the most like iconic parts of the show. Just because it number one, it's one of our only named locations that we ever get. Like everything else is so generic in the show, but we get this OSAP shop, which is. Like dates back to well, like they, a the oil. They also the arcade is also they, they also give it a name. It's the Royal Crown yeah. of Arcade. But, but like if OSAP is also a reference to OSAP, that was that was Naoko Takeuchi's um 
uh, I believe that Shao's her boss while yeah. working during the series. So, and but, she was the only one. It was like, um, I don't think it's a good idea to like kill off all your characters in this. Can you like not do that? But I just I love that like they make the point to point out that Molly's mom is acting strange, and then they're just like, oh well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm sure this won't end poorly at all, and just keep on going with their lives. Yeah, it's like eh, yeah, yeah. Well, but the twenty percent discount off this, off this like really rare, off this really rare, really rare gem. Okay, cool. Well, she's gonna give her a diamond for like five dollars or something like that, I think, and it costs like a mob. Christ. Yeah, I forget what I forget what she said, but it was like a, it was like some absurd cut of a diamond because I remember she said like twenty five carat or something like that, and I was like, that thing has got to be massive then, like yeah, because carrots are carrots ramp up fast and they get expensive fast. Um, mm -hmm. Not not a jewelry expert here, by the way, but from my limited knowledge, I would say that a twenty five carat diamond would probably be um, not five dollars. Yep. But it causes like a riot, and so Serena just decides that she's going to go take a nap instead of shop. Which I mean, well, no, she goes she goes to she goes she goes to she goes to arcade first, and she's looking at the well, seller. She's looking at. This. Well, she said, but she says that she doesn't want to stick around there. She'd rather go home and nap, is what I meant. Like, she, yeah, that's why she decides to leave because she finds napping more enjoyable than shopping and if that isn't the most relatable thing to me ever as a 2023 mood right there like <laughs> serena's got the right she's she's got the right she's got the right attitude serena right would have survived through quarantine let's just say that like she 100 would have made it through because she just wants to nap and eat and that's i mean that's all i did during quarantine bless her like bless the, her the true queen of the people <laughs> uh yes. but yeah the, so this is the this is the first time where we hear the infamous meatball headline how do you feel about that translation? Because I know that, like, Odongo doesn't have a translation. Odongo is just a thing, but it's not well-known in North America. So do you think that was a good choice? Like, a good comparative choice? I, I liked it. Like, you know, like I said, like, this, my first exposure to the series was this dub. So, like, mm -hmm. like the, the weird dubisms that you hear, it's it's one of those things like, I'm perfectly fine with it. It's not like I'm, it's not like, I'm, like, it's not like, oh my god, like, this and that, but like, no. Nah. No, this checks out. They do look like meatballs, especially the spaghetti. So that that makes fine. That that, that makes fine. I can speak English. Well, that is perfectly fine in my in my in, in that in that case. Because it's like when you're when you're when you're back in the wall and you need to make something like quick and snappy. Um, you um you need you need a you that's a, that's actually that's you know the the it's what I call Oakum's razor. Well, it is. This is this is this, this is an instance of Oakum's razor, like. The simplest answer is the correct answer, and this was the simplest way you can get away with it. Mm -hmm. And um, I didn't, I didn't like, you know, I, I didn't really mind it much at all. And even to this day, I was, I still would say Meatball Head, like just, just, out, just out of like, just, just out of like, um, like just because out of like how many times I've heard it. So it's like you know, out of habit at this point, I've, I've, I've found myself calling instead of calling her Ondago Head, I call her, um, I call her Meatball Head. And I don't know what they call her in um I don't know what they call her in Spanish now I'm now I'm looking back at it. I wanna I say they they, they they call her they because they don't I don't because the word in Spanish would be ombonigas, but they don't use that. I think they just call it spaghetti head. I'm pretty sure the Vizdev said bun head. Yeah, which makes sense too, but it's like right, but we'll get stuff, we'll get something later. Yeah, I I think it was bun head. But yeah, I just for me, like I like similar to you, it was the only thing I knew for a really long time because like as a kid, if there was a dub, I was going to watch the dub over the sub, and it took me a long time. Even with the knowledge that there was multiple skipped episodes and multiple things edited out and a lot of changes made, even with all that knowledge, it still took me a long time to like cave in and watch the subtitle version <laughs> before we got the way before we got the Viz dub, of course. But 
Um, yeah, so I just the meatball head has always just kind of stuck with me. It feels yeah, a little cringe it's to say out loud in 2023. Like I wouldn't go to a convention. Actually, like we were not, maybe maybe because I'm much older and I started giving less of a shit about that. And the older you get, like I'm starting, I'm starting, to, I'm starting to get dad joke. Is that, is that, is that like I understand the dad joke? I understand what what it, I understand all that. It, like the older I get, like it makes perfect sense now. And like my mind got open, and I, I don't mind saying it out loud. I don't mind saying meatball head out loud in 2023. Why? I know it's cringe, but I don't give a fuck. It was. It is cringe. I, I'm still in the cringe camp. I'm sorry. <laughs> it just. It's. Because give it a few more years and trust me, you're gonna be in the same boat as I am, where you're gonna say every bad dad joke you can. Trust. No, I don't know if I'll ever get to dad joke territory. Oh, you will. You, you will. You will. Oh God. So, anyways, she eventually gets home, and after after her mom confronts her about her grades, and appears to lock her outside, but then she's immediately in the next scene in her room. Yeah, that's like, so what I wrote down I, here too. I was like, how the fuck did you get back in? I think what happened, if I remember correctly, don't quote me on that because it's been a long time. I think this scene was taken out of context. And I think that originally she goes straight home and then her mom sees her grade and kicks her out. Because if you remember, she crumpled it up and threw it and yeah. hit Darian in the head. So I think that those scenes are just out of order. I think her mom kicked her out and told her never to come back. So that's when she goes, either goes shopping with Molly or goes to the arcade and yeah, like, be, like there's this whole like there's this whole thing where it's like she she does like she she tries she tries to kick the door back she tries to kick the door in but she like she fails obviously because holy shit door like have you <laughs> have you ever tried to hit a wooden door it but like trust me it hurts yeah so if, but eventually she gets in and she that's where Luna comes and explains to her what Sailor Moon is and that she needs to transform and I completely... I love the fact that she's like totally willing. She's like she's totally susceptible to like suggestion at this point. She's like, yeah, yeah, cool. Well, this it's all, thing, it's all checks out. One thing I think that um, the deep dub did a good job of, and I'm not saying that the Japanese version didn't do this. I'm just saying the deep dub drove it home a little bit more. Is that sometimes it's easy to forget that anime characters are like 13 years old, but I feel like this dub specifically does a really good job of reminding you that these are young junior high kids. Like these. These are kids because she was more focused on how pretty the brooch was and if she should wear it to school or just on special occasions and stuff like that. than she was about this talking cat telling her about the slow destruction of the universe. Um, 100% she just wanted to look pretty. <laughs> yeah, and, and, that's a weird, and, that's, and that was always a weird thing. Though. Like nowadays, that, that's the kind of thing, that's the kind of joke you see in like modern cartoons when they really try to do something like that. They're always more they're more hyper focused on like the item they get instead of like the actual consequences. Mm-hmm. And it's like like I totally thought that was a joke from like that from 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 modern times, but no, they they were doing that like way before. I'm like, okay, so they're just they're just they're just they're just um, taking that they're just taking that stuff from like before. Okay, yeah. And she I forgot that the the first transformation of Sailor Moon is so anticlimactic because it happens in her bedroom. I completely forgot that. It's like here's this epic moment of her becoming a superhero for the first time, and she's just in her bedroom in front of her mirror. Not just that, she's, she's like, uh huh. I, I totally believe you. I totally believe you that you, I can transform to. And I can totally believe I can transform to a superhero. I'm gonna do this, and like, trust me, it's not gonna. Work. Oh shit, it does work. <laughs> uh, it, um, so basically, she becomes Sailor Moon, and against. Against her better judgment, she hears Molly like calling out to her with her supersonic hearing that never appears again, by the way. This is the only instance of it. It was just something that happens. 
and we have to move on with it. Um, uh, uh, along with supersonic her, hearing, like, super, so she has supersonic hearing and supersonic voices. We'll, we'll get to that later. Yeah, and that never shows up ever. But she gets there, and the funniest line in the whole episode, maybe the funniest line in the whole four episodes that we watch, was she gets there and she does her like dramatic entrance of like introducing herself and doing her speech, and the bad guy, the Molly's mom, the the, the monster that took the place of Molly's mom, Morgana. She goes, Sailor Moon. I've never heard of you, and I'm sure I never will again. And I'm just like, <laughs> Deke was really hedging their bets with this because, like, they were like, yeah, this could be a mega global phenomenon, or it could just fly completely under the radar. So we're just going to go ahead and we make sure that we're completely self-aware. <laughs> or not just that. It's, it's one of the things that's like, mm, yeah, this works. Well, I like, mean, it's, also, or... it's true that you never will because she dies immediately after that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, get, I mean, she, they, oh. they they fight and they they the, the, the it's it, this is this is where it starts taking this are taking like you know like this is what this is where I think starts getting a little bit more formulaic at this point like Tillman fights she has a little trouble the film mask comes in she gives he gives he gives him a bit of advice um Luna says oh use this and they use the they use the MacGuffin of the day which is the, the tiara and they finish off the job and that's it for the day. yeah she's she's like. I take up your tiara and shout moon tiara magic. And she's like, why? What will that do? It's like, just do it. I wrote down, as a matter of fact, going back to what you were saying earlier about like, about the, about like, never mind, this is going to be the last time we hear of you. I wrote down here, no, you won't. (laughs) Oh, God. I love that. That's that's basically the first episode. She defeats the enemy. Jedi doesn't get his energy. Jedi gets foiled, which is like, it will become kind of a meme going forward of like, Jedi just being completely incompetent. The other three generals at least have occasional successes. I think probably the most successful of the three or of the four would probably be Zoicide because Zoicide actually like was able to foil the Sailor Scouts on multiple times, but Jedi just gets his ass handed to him over and over again. He's a jobber. Yeah, he's just the worst. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a fucking he's a jobber ass jobber. Like you know, if if you can't if you can't beat him, you can't stop with a fucking Goomba in Super Mario. And my my favorite thing is the um. So this is actually where the namesake of the podcast comes from. At the end of every episode for the Deke Dub, um, back in again back in the nineties, they were very anti-violence and cartoons, but the cartoons also were required to teach a lesson. And because the because they couldn't really. They were dubbing this show, so they couldn't dictate the storylines outside. Like, they could kind of work around some of the storylines by, like, shoehorning in voice lines and stuff like that. But the animation was already set and done. So a lot of times, in order for the lesson of the day to be more apparent, um, they had these Sailor Moon says things at the end. And it's it was just, like, you could tell that they didn't have the formula down yet. Because, Sailor, she you know, Serena says, you know, you should believe in yourself. Even if you have bad grades, you're a klutz, you're still important. And then there's just this, like, 10 seconds of just instrumental music playing. And then she giggles and says bye-bye. It's just like, I was gonna say, like build that air a little bit more there. <laughs> I was going to say, I was actually going to say, like, you know, like, this is something that happens way later. And it was something I noticed. It's like, in order to kill dead air... They giggle a lot. Usagi is giggling yeah. a lot. She's high. She's high on something. I want whatever. I want whatever I'll having. hook you up after the show. I, I got that shit. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, so, I don't. I don't do. I don't partake in all of that. But like you know, if if it's one of the things where it's like when in Rome, and it's one of the things where it's like man, Usagi's well, really, don't do it in Japan. Uh, so, they put you in jail. Like don't, I know. Do not. You know, do but that I, what I'm saying is like, but, well, it's legal in Canada. You know, like when we already dubbed this, so it's like they, they're 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 perfectly okay. They're perfectly they're they. they 
I got. I, I wish we could just sit down with all the voice actors and say, like, what, what was it? Like, what, 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 what strength do you guys have? Did you guys, did you guys, have, did you guys have the Mary Jane? Do you guys have a the Toledo um, window box? What was it? Come on. Well, Spill apparently, it. Terry Hawks, the original voice actress of uh, Serena, was pregnant through a good deal of the dubbing for these episodes, and that's why she didn't oh. come back. Is because she had her child and she started her family. So that it could also just be pregnancy brain that she's just giggling all the time. We we'll never know. <laughs> we won't know, but at the same time, too, it's it's it, it made me it made me realize like, but they, they must have turned they must have turned on the like they must have turned on the, the like the laughing gas in, in, inside the studio or something like that. I was like, God damn. <laughs> well, with the but, oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna transition to our next episode. Man. Oh, I, I was too. <laughs> well, there you go. So, <laughs> well, that, that's episode one. One of the things. But, like, I any other thoughts? Oh, um, my thoughts on this. Um, I, I famously don't like origin stories. Like I, I, I would rather get to the part where the whole team is there and everything's established and they're more in the swing of how the plot's going to go because I, it, it drives me bonkers when I'm watching a show week to week and we get to an episode where like the entire point of the episode is just to introduce a character and nothing other than the character being introduced happens. Um, so not the biggest fan of this particular episode, but it was very nostalgic and fun to watch. Yeah, though was the side is I had a lot of fun watching it. Like I had, a lot, I had so much fun watching it. I think like you know this, this is a this is actually like like I would say like if this is your first episode being uh, uh, being um introduced to this particular dub of the series, this is a best of. Like this is like this is like this is your a la carte of like what you're gonna be expecting because like guess what you're gonna expect this is more of this happens at a more rapid either. In a more frequent pace or a more sporadic pace, but if you want to see like all like all the dubisms of of Deke in like one episode, the first one is like it it'll, it'll hit you right across the face with like how like or how oh, oh that with that with that part. Mm-hmm. All right, so when we go into episode two, so before we start this one, it should be important to note that I have a a theory about this episode or about sorry about this dub. So there is an episode between episode one and two of the deep dub that was skipped. And I don't think that it was originally skipped and hear me out. Like, let me, let me, let me theorize for just a minute. Um, the, so they got 60 episodes is 60 or 65. I think it's 60, 65, right? 65, it's 65 because 65 was the, um, the amount of episodes you have to have for you to have a syndicated show. The first season wasn't going to be long enough for that. There are some episodes they did skip for legitimate reasons, but the second episode that they that got skipped was actually a fairly important episode, mostly because it explains how Luna ends up as the family pet. Because mm-hmm. from from episode two onwards, she's like part of the household. You know, the whole the parents, the little brother, everybody knows about her. They love on her. They treat her like their pet as at the house. But in order to get there, we needed episode two to happen. But I say it's episode that, three. No, it was episode two. I'm looking at the episodes right now. Are you sure it was episode? Because like, like, are are we sure on the right one? Because I like, remember episode two being about the one where like the boys are like being like become rebellious, like you know, teens. And then the third episode, the one where like where like uh, where oh, you're Sammy right. gets up. Uh, Gets gets that gets that um gets that gets that bunny and then that starts and starts to suck energy out of out of him. That's the episode where where they where she gets introduced to as as a family pet. Well, she's already like running around the house and and talk radio. Yeah, so it's like this is like episode four, five maybe. 
And like the actual like in the actual production one of like the actual series, I think this is like episode four, episode five. Well, anyway, it also this also th- that was just one point. Okay, so <laughs> let me let me let me continue. I got my episode yes, out of order. Please. That's a little bit embarrassing, but basically, I believe that this episode was a, a lot of these episodes were intended to be dubbed, but they got skipped over for a couple of reasons. And the reasons why is because they, I believe that they didn't want to end on a random episode. They wanted to have some kind of conclusion because episode the episode 65 where they ended was like right when the Ayakashi sisters from season two got defeated. And so mm-hmm. it was still somewhat of a, and, and then they of course were reformed and became good. So it still kind of ended on somewhat of a positive note. Obviously the story wasn't over, but at least it wasn't just like a random monster of the day that it ended on looking at you in Yasha. Um, or was that bleach? I think they both did that actually. Anyway, yeah, um, they they did that. They, it was it was a very common thing for them to just end like suddenly like that. Just ran out of budget and just stopped. But anyway, um, so that's one of the reasons. The other reason why is that stuff happens off screen that they don't mention. Um, like I said, one of the things is Luna becoming part of the house. The other thing that I noticed is they never introduced Darian. Serena just knows right. his name in in the second episode. Serena just knows his name. She never, they never You're properly right. introduce each other because that scene where they learn who each other is is in episode two. So I feel like originally they were planning on dubbing it and they had probably some kind of script or something written out and they never explained away because it's a kid's show, so who cares? So I think, I think that the that a lot of these skipped episodes were initially planned to be dubbed with a lot of these controversial moments because really when, the second episode, the only real controversial moment was when uh when he flipped up the teacher's skirt and showed everybody her panties which mm-hmm. was like three seconds that they could have edited around so i i honestly think like soapbox time just about over but i think they skipped these episodes strategically because they didn't offer a lot to move the plot forward we got to mercury and mars much much faster because instead of being like what episode was it eight yeah episode eight in the original moved bumped up to episode five with all the episodes that they skipped and for them yeah. to get the other characters introduced. I just, I think they just wanted to speed things along and end on a decent place with their syndicated episodes. So my that's just my conspiracy theory, but we can move on now. <laughs> Talk about well, there actually there is there is something that might lend a little bit more might actually more credence. Um Corzo Moon on on Twitter, they, there's a huge thread on our on our discussion on our, on our discussion about the about the series, about the, about this discussion thread about our, this particular about our, our episode recording. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually has, he actually found like he actually found like promotional material and and like stuff like that pertaining to the fact that maybe like they 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 were maybe like they were hope they were banking on this this show being popular and getting a season two. That's why they kind of ended it in such a weird way because they were maybe hoping they can get a season two. Well, anything the the thing about that is anything over sixty five can still be syndicated. It just needs to at least be sixty five. So I don't know if I because they could have just bought the other like 20 odd episodes of season two like the the rest they had left they could have just got season one and season two but i think that they just wanted to make exactly enough episodes for it to be able to be syndicated and then just move on with their lives i don't think that they necessarily were hoping and praying for a season two i'm sure if it you know if they had been able to retain the license forever they would have reaped you know the benefits of the hard work that they did but i don't i think that this was 
based off of everything I've heard from the industry people that were around at the time, this seems like a, for lack of a better term, just like a pump and dump. <laughs> like I know that sounds yeah. like awful connotations, but it's like they just they wanted to get it done as quickly as possible with as little effort as possible and have something out on television to sell toys and to fill syndicated time slots to sell to networks for syndication. Yeah, we got we got fill up somehow. That's why it's like and that, again, I think we had this discussion way back in like episode episode going off. So like, look, it this is this was the kind of show this was. That's not kind of show, but there, there is there is some gems be to be had. Taylor, I, I posted think, a picture on our I posted a picture here in our private Discord about that of that scan from I believe this is from Variety, and they were just discussing like they wanted to have sixty five episodes and have another season of sixty five episodes for two thousand for not two thousand. For 1996, so yeah, they 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 did have some sort of plan going into it that they wanted to do more. That wouldn't that end them up like partway through S, like that's super S supers. They just didn't care, did they? <laughs> they wanted money. No, that would that wouldn't have put the that would put them midway through S, I believe. If they were I going mean, by the editing style, if they're going by the editing style they had now, they would have been supers. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. That makes sense. That's what that's what that's what Corzo Moon had said. If they, if they continued the pace that they were going with the with um with all this, it would have been that. It, it would have. I mean, they probably right just would have skipped over S entirely. <laughs> they probably they probably just would be like, and move it on to Super S. S doesn't exist, and nobody pay attention here. <laughs> yeah, no one pay attention. That really cool. That the, the the best part of Sailor Moon. The, the sad part like, is no they, one... they could have got away with it because the outer since she don't appear in Super S. So they they one hundred percent could have got away with just skipping that entire season, but I that's what I'm gonna say. It's like you know, out of all the seasons, out of all the seasons of Sailor Moon, if they wanted to really like push for American, they want to put American release like early. Supers Supers would have been that would have been that would have been that would have been that perfect season. It's like it really is just formulaic episode of the day. You know, well, reset everything at the end of the episode, kind of kind of deal. Well, because Supers Super S Supers, however you want to say it, it was designed so. Um, we're getting a little detoury here, but basically I've, I've looked into this and um, I believe I, I can't think of the name of the article, but it was something that uh, Tuxedo Unmasked, who is an amazing Sailor Moon um, historian with his blog and his website. Um, but basically he talked about how Sailor Moon had been growing up with its audience and a lot of the older, like it, it eventually got to that weird area during super or during S where it a lot of the older kids that they were writing these more mature darker storylines for were growing out of the show and the younger audience was too young to really grasp and get into how heavy and dark and intense you know a lot of the second half of s was so they purposely did like a soft reboot with super s to go back and make it much more lighthearted, much more colorful, much more back to basics of what the original seasons of Sailor Moon were about. So it was definitely an on-purpose thing. It was it was 100% them trying to bring in younger audiences back into it. And um, a lot of people really hate that season. That's probably my favorite season if I had to pick one, just because I really like the villains and I love, uh, I, I love Pegasus and... That's when Chibiusa finally started to become a tolerable character because she was super annoying in R and S. Uh, so yeah, that that's probably my favorite. But it was definitely an intentional choice for them to make that more lighthearted. So it would have really fit in if Deke, like in an alternate timeline where Deke retained the rights and you know to to dub it, they probably would have skipped over S entirely. Um, the yeah. only thing that I would think that 
would indicate that they wouldn't is they did dub the final episode of R, which is like a compilation, um, like catch up flashbacks title of episode where it's just a clip show that they're narrating over. And they did talk about how um, be sure to stay tuned for these mysterious new warriors that are appearing. And they showed like silhouettes of Uranus and Neptune. Yeah. But other than that, I'm almost positive they probably would have just skipped over. Once they saw the contents of the season, they probably would have skipped it. Just said, this is the last cause. Um, I, I really hope they would not pull a four kids, one piece situation where they would just grab it and go no matter what, you know? Mm, well, who knows, right? We, 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 we want to know until that happens. Wow, we have, we have like, we have, we got to turn the ship around like hardcore. So we got to talk about episode two talk radio. Um, yeah. I did, oh, yeah, I, I it, this is the episode story. where Jedi becomes a podcaster, <laughs> a radio host. It's different. Uh, but yeah, I, but like most most kids, most kids won't know what a fuck a radio host is. You gotta you gotta make it you gotta contingentize for the for the modern audiences. <laughs> well, I I completely forgot that they start off the episode with like spoiling the whole plot of the episode. Like they have like a thing at the beginning. That's like today on Sailor Moon. Here's Jedi's evil plan, and I'm just like, why are you spoiling the whole? This it, it reminded me of like '90s uh, anime where in, in Japan they would have like the super long titles to be like, oh my gosh, the evil villain finally reveals himself. Jedi is here to ruin the day, but Sailor Moon punches him in the face. It like because they would just be the super long episode titles that spoiled the whole thing, like. Super yeah. surprise! This character dies instantly as soon as the episode starts. It's like okay, you could have Koji Kabuto dies in fire. It dies in lava. That's the most <laughs> infamous one. Guess spoilers. He doesn't die in fire. <laughs> uh, but yeah, those who don't see that get it. You know, one, take care of your backs because you're fucking old, and two, God bless you. And this is also our first. Um, so one of the things we haven't talked about yet that is arguably the most iconic part of the deep dub is the soundtrack. Um, mm-hmm. just the a lot of the the songs in the first episode again I feel like the first episode might have been an additional proof of concept because we we have the uh the trailer that Deke did where Ami was infamously called Blue uh, uh-huh. <laughs> as her name uh, so we have that so we know that that was the proof of concept but I like so many things change subtly um between episode one and two especially with the music like a lot of the musical cues are like polished up a little bit i guess you could say and then we also get the episode title because we didn't get that in the first one i don't believe we did um, but we did use a very different soundtrack everything was using a really weird soundtrack for these for the first episode which basically which lends more to the creators of like yeah you may be right like this was so 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 deep into like production that they're, they're like they're like they're, they they had to use like pre-production stuff even up to like the even up to like the actual stuff that got got shown. Yeah, because the a lot of the musical cues were really really similar, but they would be missing that like final note that it ended on, or it would be like in a slightly different key for the first episode. Yeah, all of the stuff was sounding really familiar, but not exactly how I remembered it. And then when we got to episode two; all of those same musical cues were there, but how I exactly how I remembered them. So. I but this that opening episode title music is just so iconic to me. Like yeah, the, the I, guitar is really cool. Yeah, yeah it just, the, it and then also like like. like oh, go ahead. I was gonna say like there's these cues as well that you that they miss. Like whenever whenever Tuxedo Mask and whatever um, whenever Darian appears, there's like this Spanish guitar they they put in for him. Yeah, they they were and, a big fan of the steel guitar on the soundtrack. I realize. But regardless, it's like they, they use that a lot. Like they use they use a lot of weird. They they use a lot of, they use they use their music cues 
really well. And from what I, from what I can recall, the reason why we haven't they haven't put up a lot of the, the reason why they haven't put it out, unfortunately, is because a lot of it is from like the deep archive. So I so uh, uh, so a lot of it so a lot of it so unless you get stuff cleared from like on Deke's end, we won't be able to get we won't get an official soundtrack from this. I would kill to have the audio cues and stuff from this. Yeah, there's some there's some good there's some good stuff there. There is some good stuff, and unfortunately, like I said, the guy who made it. He pretty much said, like, you know, I'll post the interview later because that's, that's quite interesting. That um, he said, like, you know, unfortunately, because of like how things are structured, at, at because how even though Toy, you know, not, not Toy, even though Deke is not around, the person that still retains a lot of their rights, Andy Hayward, still has the rights with, with a chokehold. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be the biggest problem for them to release that kind of like he still has that right to use that music. He can make so and much money by just releasing that on iTunes for like nostalgia bait. <laughs> but not just that. I'm pretty sure too, he. I'm pretty sure he, he sits on that and it's like, okay, do you guys need money for like you guys need money for like a project? I can like I can spare you like you can spare you this for like less than what the, what like these guys are offering for. And he got how he pretty much gets his money. Well, um, to continue us from getting on another extended sidetrack. Um, one of the things that cracked me up a little bit, and I don't know if it was on purpose, um, because it's so we we know a lot more now than you, uh, you do when you first watch this. So one of the things that you don't know now is that Jedi is actually human. Like he's been brainwashed. Uh-huh. You know, he was he's one of the generals that got revived. I mean, I feel like the show has been out for 25, 30 years. Like spoilers be damned. It doesn't matter. Um, so, yeah. So he is a human. But he's been brainwashed, so it, I understand why he doesn't know. But Queen Beryl, so so Jedi comes to Queen Beryl, and he says, I found this new source of energy. It's what the humans call love. And Beryl goes, ah, yes, I've heard of it. And it's like, because you were in love with Darian. <laughs> but of course yeah. you've heard of it. But I, I understand that she doesn't want to show her cards to like her subordinate or whatever. But just the way she says it, ah, yes, I have heard of that. Just, just like... We know. I don't know just, you heard you, of it, but then just, you literally like, caused the destruction of the known universe over it. Yeah, we we understand that you know it, love. No, it's like literally, it's like she's she's like, yes, I know of it, and just, just gets really quiet, and she's looking off to the side, like, mm-hmm. man, I wish I still had my fuck boy. <laughs> exactly. It's like can't wait to can't wait to brainwash him in thirty episodes. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, and then so so um that so that's Jedi's plan for this episode is that he's going to use love, and he started a, a radio show, um which we for those of you who don't know what a radio show is, it's that thing, <laughs> shut, it's that thing in your shut car. Up. That, that... Shut up! I hate you. I hate you so much. <laughs> no, um, but th- my my thing is that like I love that. Uh, so the in order to seem even like more mysterious and shady they kind of just break into this radio show this radio tower and broadcast it without anybody knowing that they're there like jedi and his uh, like monster of the day assistant girl and so like people are going and like asking about this uh radio show and like the guards don't know anything about it the people working there don't know anything about it and i just think it's funny because it's like yes because that makes so much sense you you want to gather energy you want to have people listen to this and the best way to do that is with zero promotion just hope that people happen upon it it's like how long were they doing this radio because like you and i have done podcasts and we both know that it's incredibly hard to garner an audience even with us on like twitter and uh instagram a lot less than twitter and just like all these places just like promoting the hell out of our works 
we know that it's really hard to get out there. So how long was Jedi doing this radio show to nobody until somebody just happened upon it at midnight? Like, I, I just, I'm blown away. Like, I, you could probably explain it away by, oh yeah, they use some kind of evil powers or something. But I mean, like, realistically in the real world, was he doing this for like months on end, just trying to get energy and failing because nobody was listening because he doesn't know about like promotional material or something? I I don't have an answer for that because like, you know <laughs> I just thought it again was you got you got you got to look at it this way you got to look at it because like you're saying you, you say all that but you also got to realize too you you brought up a good point while you were saying all that if they're going in with like zero promotion and stuff like that um and for a radio show like yeah radio was was popular but I'll, like I'll I'll let I'll let that slip but it's also one of the things where it's like uh like so how do you get an audience how do you get like all these people like start listening simultaneously and all that stuff so yeah especially since like they're they're like like do they hope that they pray do they pray that like word of mouth get gets by well they also specifically said that it airs at midnight which is not like prime time listening hours either yeah well the thing is that's a weird okay on that on that end i'll give i'll give it a pass because in japan that is kind of like prime time for i didn't know uh, I guess I guess for like adult material it is like well not yeah, not, yeah, adult not for adult like, material but like no not no, no that's just like mature. pornographic but like more mature material I guess no no like like that like the biggest like there's a there's a show called All Night Nippon in um in Japan where it's like it's completely like you know that's like all the big all the big music stars go to go to that show still to this day so anyway. they do so like <laughs> yeah but the point is. The, the the point I'm trying to get at is like in Japan, there's it's a very different culture where like their popular shows air after midnight. Unlike here in the United, well, these sort of shows are were kind of prevalent in the United States. Also, I mean, I I totally I, I totally have flashbacks of like listening to like Love Live with Doctor Drew. Oh my god! You know, I, after the show, I'm gonna like just just sit and I'm gonna sit I'm gonna sit in like Epsom salt and just cry because I think I need my I think I need like cure my back after this. It's like oh my god, my back is like <laughs> I'm starting to get older and older as I'm like make references like that. <laughs> Well, the so the we find out about this this talk show because uh it was, I keep wanting to say Usagi. I'm so sorry. I've been I've trained myself for so long not to say the dub names, and now I need to say the dub names. Serena heard uh, a letter being read out there, and the person's name is Haruna, which is the same name as her teacher, which also brings up the point: why didn't they change Haruna? Because they Americanized everybody else's names, but I guess that's not the point. But anyway, um, so. She Haruna gets her letter read, and Jedi lets her know that she will get a special present the next day, and it is a flower that will suck out all of your energy. Um, yep. And so she wears it to school, and she basically she's. By the way, by the way, great. by the way, by the way, hold on. Before you even go, I want to see this right now. Miss Haruna, she she is she is a she is like the, the very first disaster mommy. I love her. I love. Her. I do too, because I love because like if you watch it in Japanese and you watch like and you watch this. She's still kind of sent, like she might be like more mature, but she's also like like well, she's also like like still doing a lot of stuff with the kids and so something like that. Have you ever seen the show Loveless? No. Oh. Well, there's a teacher in there that's very similar. Like she's um she's a virgin and the kids know that she's a virgin, and so she's like super innocent and she's always like trying to relate to the kids and and act like she's really young and be just like Kind of like you said, kind of a disaster, but that's who she really reminds yeah. me of. Um, yeah, but, but well, for me, it's like there's a character in Persona Five called Kawakami, who, who's also a teacher, but she makes so little money she has kind of like moonlight as a as a maid <laughs> at a maid cafe, and like you know, it's, it's like one of those things. Where it's like her life was like just like a disaster, like outside of work, like outside yeah. outside of outside of work. She's like, oh, 
Fine. We don't talk. We don't talk about Persona Five here. <laughs> I love that. I love that game though. But that's that's me. That's just me though. That we can talk uh, about in this house. I don't know about your house. <laughs> Not in my house. <laughs> uh, but no. So um, so she she, you know, she goes to school and she passes out. And I just love how Serena is like just doesn't give a shit that her teacher is like going to the hospital. Like she could not care any less that her teacher is literally being like thrown into life support or some shit at the hospital. It's like they, they took her out on a gurney and they have to like put the, and they have to like, and they have to like pretty much have to drag her out to like a, like, you know, in an ER, like, you know, in a, and it, like, in a, like she's, yeah, it's like she, most of the time she's like, yeah, but we got a day off. Like have a little bit of sympathy. <laughs> yeah. She's like, yay, we're out of school. We don't have to go to school. It's like, Girl, like your teacher might die. Could you, could you tone it down just a little bit? Uh, but, but I, I warned you guys at the beginning of this that I would bring up Sailor Moon Abridged again, uh, because one of my one of the moments from Sailor Moon Abridged that stuck in my head is a lot of the times they would also point out how stupid the dub is, um, and like they would they would have them the, the it would be like their voices that they would record saying the dub lines but underneath it they would be like the dub actually said this like have it in flashing letters just to show how stupid it is but uh the the even the monster of the day lady goes up and she she overhears the guards talking about how there's all these letters for a show called love line that doesn't exist and they don't know what to do with all this mail and she's like, oh, I'll take that off your hands. I'm part of that show. It's a brand new show that, you know, we're we're just starting out. And so we don't have a lot of uh, notoriety yet. Don't worry about it. Like, just trying to downplay it. And the guy at the front goes, did headquarters send you? And she goes, exactly. you, yes. you could say that. And in, in Sailor Moon Abridged, he goes, I just did. And she goes, oh, well, then yes. And then, so that's just... Uh, you could have said the network, or you could have said, like, the station, but no, it's like, headquarters. Did headquarters send you? You could say that. Well, I just did. Oh, well, okay, then yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, even, then, even, even in context of the show, it's like, what the... What are you talking about? <sighs> I don't, I love it. Like, I, I love it so much. So, so much. Yeah, so like, so basically, they pretty much Sagi again. I'm still doing this too. So you're gonna you're gonna see me flip. You know what? Like, if we flip flop between both Sagi and, and Serena, just, we'll just let it go. I'm, I'm putting <laughs> it as a, as a mandate because we're we're gonna say both of these names anyways. So they're gonna be interchangeable, and people know at this point what we're talking about. Hopefully, but yeah, um, Serena, she 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 kind of this is like no, actually Luna is like I think there's something up with these flowers and stuff like no, actually it was and what a few times where where where. Um, where Serena's like, hmm, maybe there's something up with the maybe there's something up with the show. And she goes in, she goes, she goes to she goes, she walks in. Like at like like, like she goes, she goes in, she wants to go talk to like the people at the at the radio station. And I'm like, okay, so first of all, you're a minor. And this has got to be like what, like 10, 11 o'clock at night. You're on so you're unsupervised. They they really must trust they really must trust people in Japan. Like, really trust people. You can do that like the middle of the night. Yeah, that was a little but strange. regardless. But regardless, they, they, they sound like, oh, oh my God, yeah, there's another thing I got to bring up a little bit later. But yeah, they go, they, they go back to the, they go back to, they go back home and they listen again. It's like, we knew it. It is the TV show. It is, it is the radio show. And what I, what I like is that, like, going back to what you were saying earlier, right, soon after. And this is like, okay, this is like one of the ones where I was like, oh my God, they, they, I can't believe they got away with this. And I didn't even realize it until I was watching it, was that the camera zooms in. Like you can clearly tell, it's like they don't want to show you what's going on, what what's going on in the back, what's going on in front. So you just zoom in on on Molly and and um and Serena, and 
they're just having another conversation, like you know. But like, I can you can clearly tell like this was something they had to like zoom in because they don't want people because something must have happened. And my and it's like if I remember correctly, and, and if you ever watch it like full screen and you watch like the original one, I think they're just asleep, giving you more, giving more of like a plot of like maybe there's something up with these guys. And I think there was like a car accident, and I guess they didn't want to show that, so instead they just zoom in on, on Molly and, and Serena instead. It's like it's the most jarring thing I ever seen like editing wise. And like my my fucking edits I do on on YouTube for like for the, for for our other shows, things like Cosmocast, and it's more it's more it is it is treated a lot more better than that. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> so but yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. So apparently they go back again. Serena and Luna they go back and and and, and Luna's like you know I got the, I got something here for you I should have given it to you earlier I'm like. Yeah, this could have been useful much earlier. <laughs> exactly. We get the discussion. Oh, one of the most iconic things out of the first season that literally after the first season, we don't see again for like 65 episodes, but it's okay because at least they brought it back for that one episode. Yeah, because it became pop because it was like, it's only only useful for this plot relevancy. This, I, I so can, can we, I know we've been sidetracked a lot, but we're, since we're never going to get to Sailor Moon S, um, Basically, the disguise pin for those who are unaware or need reminders, because it does, it really is only relevant in the first season, is a disguise pin that lets Serena transform into basically anything within the realm of possibility. Um, sometimes it does slightly age her up, or maybe it's just the makeup makes her look older so that she can pass as an adult. Um, so it's not, I'm not sure if it like actually makes her older, but basically she could disguise herself as anything she wants to. And it changes the length of her hair. It changes like her makeup and her clothes and stuff. So why, when Sailor Venus used it, did it not make her look exactly like Sailor Moon? Like I get it was supposed to be funny and it was supposed to point out that the villains are kind of stupid and don't know what they're doing and they, they, they would fall for anything, you know, type of thing. But in the context of what was happening, it was basically like Sailor Moon was about, or Serena was about to be outed as Sailor Moon in that in the super or in the S episode that that they bring the disguise pin back in, and so Sailor Venus uses the disguise pin to become Sailor Moon, so that they're like, oh, it can't be Serena because it, you know, Sailor Moon's right here next to us. But the maybe the it costume, has to do something with the costume what? that she wore looked so bad; it looked like a spirit Halloween Sailor Moon costume. The hair was too short; like it was just, it was weird. But it's like we see in this episode specifically that the the disguise pin can change the length of her hair. So why didn't they just give her the right hair? Like I was so mad about that when I watched it. But that's probably just me overanalyzing it. But to, to, yeah, I think I think it's one of the things where it's like, like I think like only like the user can actually get full advantage of its of its abilities or something like that. I don't know. I don't I'm, just, know, I'm, but, I'm making sense out of bullshit. It's a kid's <laughs> But in this one, she becomes a... What does she become? Like a radio host? Is that what she says? No, she, she becomes a talent agent. Talent agent, that's right. She becomes a talent agent. Uh, it's so basically just a professional looking adult is what she wanted to be. And she just like bum rushes into the studio past she everybody. Oh, go ahead. I said that, that was what she should have done in the first place. Yeah, yeah. And she and she she like bum rushes in past everybody, including the monster of the day, who just lets her walk past her, and then like decides to go ahead and fight. Uh, well, go. It was first. Not just that, but before that, she, she, she like, like outs him. That, being... like, Serena just walks in. She's like interrupts the broadcast. She's like, "Yeah, they're brainwashing you. You have to stop listening." I'm surprised. I'm surprised. Like you're they're, like fifty guards not tackling you right right at this moment, trying to like stop you from saying all this. You just casually just like walk. You casually just walked in, like without no without no problem whatsoever. 
either like that disguise pen gives you like gives you incredible like you know talking ability where you can talk your you can talk out your ass and get away with it, or she is like or or something must have happened where it's like these guys there's no one else to stop her stop her other than yeah. Jedi and the monster today. Well, the monster today should have stopped her. Like the monster today definitely had the ability to. Uh, but she didn't, and so she just went on there, and then she transforms in front of Jedi, but it's fine, because, again, she's disguised, so it, her identity is not revealed. Um, one of the big recurring things for Sailor Moon is that she needs to keep her identity a secret, so the disguise pin for the, the first season really helps her circumvent a lot of that, because she doesn't look mm-hmm. like Serena, you know, like the, the little girl. Um, the, yeah, she looks like somebody else. Um, so it, I guess that is a good way to circumvent that. One of the things that I, so she transforms immediately kills the monster of the day for the monster of the day could do anything. And then one of the biggest blunders in the entire series happens. Now this is episode three of the Japanese version. This is episode two of the English version. Jedi. So she, she eradicates the monster of the day in like three seconds before. I don't even remember what the monster they looked like. Like it was that fast. And then she goes and decides to attack Jedi, and Jedi stops her tiara, which is her only attack, her only way of defending herself. Of course, you know, Tuxedo Mask say like comes in and throws the rose, but still, if Jedi had just pushed a little bit harder there and like continued the fight instead of being like, oh no, I I fucking hate roses, gotta get the hell out of here or whatever, like whatever his Oh no, was. my pollen allergies. Yeah. If he had just like persisted there. The Negaverse, which, by the way, Luna said Negaverse twice in this episode. I, for, I kept forgetting to mention it. But anyway, the Negaverse could have, like, won there in that moment. The Negaverse literally lost their fight against humanity because Jedi just felt like he didn't feel like bothering with her that day. He didn't take, he didn't, he didn't take his clarity that, that day. Yeah, because, like, every... I wouldn't say every other instance, but almost all the other instances of the generals fighting against Sailor Moon, by then she has more allies and more power-ups and things like that to be able to hold her own. This one, she's still a noob who doesn't know what she's doing. He could have easily just murdered her right then and there. And then they could have had their access to all the energy they want because Sailor Moon is the key to awakening everybody, like all the other Sailor Scouts. So without her, everything is lost. So he, he, if he had just stayed there for another, like another five minutes, and I don't know, just like stabbed her in the face, then the whole the the negaverse could have won. So what it boils down to, I guess, is that Jedi does the worst and cost Queen Barrel everything. It's one of those uh, like it's, it's one of those decisions that you make in a video game that don't have effect until like sixty hours into the video game. It's like, oh well, if I had you know tipped the bus driver at the very beginning of the game, like he would have came in at the end and saved me, but now I'm doomed or something like that. You know, it's like, it's, it's like, it's like Resident Evil 4. Where if you don't save the dog, you're fucked when you're fighting, when you're fighting, when you find El Gigante or Resident Evil. Save the dog, or if you find, if you do find the dog, the dog actually helps you out and actually makes the, the, the fight a lot easier. It wasn't, was it two or three where if you like, it gives you a rocket launcher with five bullets in it, but like, if you use all five of those bullets, you never find ammo for it again. And the final boss, you have to use the rocket launcher on him. Yeah, it's the same thing. But it's like they're yeah, they're like, like I I, yeah. I I look if you, if if, there, if this was a, if this was a if this was a Resident Evil Four podcast, which I like, why one reason I would love to, I can go on for like hours on end, like explaining like what thing about like ways you can circumvent that. But this is a Sailor Moon podcast. Yeah, but yeah. It's essentially, a Jedi. It's, it's, it's a domino that. effect. It's like it's a guy. It's a guy with a, with a big with a little domino. And then there's like a really big domino, and it's like if Jedi would have won, if Jedi that kept on kept on winning, if Jedi would have killed Sailor Moon, 
And it's like someone would like, you know, they would have won. That's like the big domino at the very end. Mm -hmm. But no, so like, he, nope. just, he decided it wasn't worth his time at that point in time. He decided to go get chastised by, you know, Beryl for a couple hours for failing again. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, I don't know if he is in, into it or not. That's why he did it. But yeah, I mean, I mean, that, that's how the episode ends, I believe. Oh yeah, no, it's ends with Miss Harlow coming back and just being. Yeah, but because she went, it basically, it it kind of lends back to her being a disaster because like she sees Serena writing a love note and she wants to read it too, and she starts chasing her around the classroom to try to get it to read it. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, uh, then the Sailor Moon says is the the one that comes to mind the most for me is daydreams are really nice, especially the ones about food. And then there's just like this long period of silence. Like they, I feel like, I feel like Terry Hawk recorded this all coherently. And then in post-production, they were like, oh shit, we got to fill way more than just 15 seconds. We got to fill 30 seconds. So they just had like instrumentals playing where she didn't have any lines. And it's just so awkward. I love it. I love the Sailor Moon says. If you, if you heard our last episode, that was our, that was our uh, stinger. <laughs> oh yeah. I forgot about that. Especially. I was like, pick food. one. <laughs> so good. I, I, I literally, I, I messaged for you, like, pick one. And you like, pick that. And you chose that one. Like, okay, cool. Because that, <laughs> that one literally sticks in my head more than any of the other ones. But that brings us to All episode right. three. Yeah, this was uh, Slim City. Um, God, I, I hate this episode. Like, yeah, same here. I hate this episode both, like, just, just as an episode. Not not particularly the, particularly the deep dub of it. Because a lot of the things that they carried over from the deep from the Japanese, I think they actually lessened it because in this episode, um, you know, Serena gains a half a pound. I think it's significantly more in the Japanese, or maybe it's still inconsequential, but just a little bit more than a half a pound. But you know what I mean? Like she's gaining weight. And so she's really upset and feels that she needs to be anorexic and just stop eating yeah, so well. that she can lose weight. So it's, it's a very heavy handed episode in that, but in the Japanese, they're a little bit harsher towards her because Japan has very stern views on obesity and so i don't know if it was necessarily seen as mean um again i'm not japanese so i can't speak for for how it was viewed at the time but several times throughout this episode luna just straight up like makes like fat shames her <laughs> it's just yeah like, I, 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 I wrote jeez luna you're a dick you're so mean like it's it, like there, she draws this picture of Serena like uh, all chibified, but she's super chubby and like about to explode from eating too much. And I'm just like, what the hell, Luna? What is your problem? Like I understand that like if she's gonna be the champion of justice and fighting, like she needs to stay fit. But also, girl literally walks everywhere. Like she doesn't. It never shows her taking public transport except for that one weird episode where they find Sailor Mars. Like she's always walking everywhere. Girl gets plenty of exercise. I, I'm sure she's going to be fine. Like, definitely gets more exercise than I do. <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah, but at the same time, too, it's just like, you know. Time. Yeah, but it's like, no, it's, it's like, oh, God, like, like, you know, I, I guess they're trying to make a point, though, trying to make, like, a point of, like, you know, that, you know, me, that, you know, I want to say a point, but I'm pretty sure they're trying to establish the fact that, like, maybe, like, you know, Luna has, like, low a low view of, um, of, um, of Serena at the time, which she does. She and does. you know, and it, and th that's sort of like her. That's sort of like the like like her out to do that. But at the same time, too, it's like there are better ways to do this. Like yeah, instead of chastising her, instead of like fat shaming her, like it was it was bad. It was like really bad. Yeah, it was. Luna was not a nice person in this episode for sure. Uh, but neither were really anybody else in this. Um, the only person that really had any 
like sensibility was the unnamed chubby friend like i'm pretty sure she never had a name anyway at least not in the dub um i don't think so I don't, I don't think she had a, i don't think she had a name in the dub but i think in like the japanese one she has but it's like i wouldn't know yeah there, there's a scene early on where uh, in the episode where uh serena molly and then the two unnamed friends the the tall skinny one and the shorter chubby one were talking about losing weight and the different ways to do it and the chubby girl was actually the one and i hate using that word but we don't know her name so it's hard to differentiate um the the bigger girl was saying things like you know eating is important you shouldn't starve yourself there's ways to eat and lose weight there's ways to exercise properly and lose weight like she was the voice of reason and i understand what they were going for because at the time like this was you know the the time of the after school special where you know, oh you had to warn kids about the dangers of teenagehood and all of that kind of stuff so i'm sure that that's the angle they were going for but like they spend so much time focusing on the negative aspects of it and then have to shoehorn in the positives at the very end like and the sailor moon says part of it basically that it almost feels like they're glamorizing like this kind of behavior almost like i don't want to be like a reactionalist person that doesn't put stuff in context but in the context of the dub they really the only person who has a voice of reason is the the bigger girl of the friend the four friends that are there talking okay she actually does have a name believe it or not oh she does what's her name lorraine lorraine that's such a i never would have known that I just had to look up the I had to look up the wiki and like oh my god she does have a name that's why I was like giggling oh my god she's like I, like I wanted to stop you like no no she does have a name so yeah Lorraine is the one that's the voice of reason here yeah she she's the only one throughout the whole episode too because you know Miss Haruna is on this like crazy diet kick that's actually what gets the the episode started poor Miss Haruna like she's not always the the one falling for the traps but the with all the episodes they skipped around, for some reason they sure did pick a lot of episodes where she's like the one falling for the traps. <laughs> like, yeah. The damsel in distress. But she is, she's been going to this gym and uh, has been losing weight going there. And so everybody wants to know her secret. And Melvin just happens to have photos of her posing, like to show her weight loss journey. And it's like, why does he have these photos? He says they fell out of her purse, but like, then Molly's also like, she wasn't carrying a purse. Where did you get these photos? And they never answer it, and it's gonna haunt me for the rest. No, of he does. He does. He does answer. He's like, yeah, I stole. I stole. I stole a camera from the photograph from the photo. Oh yeah, he stalks her. That's right. Like he's stalking. That's right. I forgot. Oh no, Melvin is a creep. So it's even worse. Yeah, Melvin. Melvin, like until like midway through the season, they get his character finally straightened out and become somewhat likable. But these first few episodes, like it's a good thing they skipped that episode of him being the like uh, the consumed by the evil energy and being a brat and stuff like that because he already was very unlikable. Yeah, but yeah, he, he's yeah, he, he like he, he stole the he stole the camera. And he actually got the photos and like, but what I like is like they don't question like why did you do that or like. Man, you're such a pro. No, the first thing they ask is, where, where, where did you take these photos exactly? We need to go right. there exactly. Yeah, I need, I need to know. I, I 100% need to know. Uh, but yeah, so they, they, uh, they decide that they get from Melvin what what gym she's going to because she's being secretive about it because she wants to be like the hot one or whatever. I guess they don't delve much into that, but they, they get it out of Melvin where she's going for. Um, for to work out the gym or whatever and they go there and they all all four of these teenagers get like subjected to some really harsh workouts like mm -hmm. basically working them to the bone 
Serena just decides that this is not what she signed up for and just leaves. Just straight up goes home and takes a bath. Meanwhile, Molly and Lorraine and nameless girl number three, um, they go into these, like, they call them relaxation pods. Oh, and by the way, like, Serena straight up saw Jedi who was just wearing normal clothes and sunglasses. So did the sunglasses hide his identity? Like, I guess. But also he has a different voice, so I'm pretty sure he's like, I, I can't recognize this guy. Just, I mean, you would think that somebody that tried to straight up murder you yesterday, you would remember what they look like, but whatever. Um, I yeah. don't know. So they go in these relaxation pods, which are, of course, like, I don't know how anybody falls for that, because they're straight up, like, from the alien universe, like, these Yeah, they look, like, they, look like they're, they look like they're shit from Invasion of those pod people, where it's like, you go in and you're, you're they're gonna fucking, like, you're, another you's gonna come out. Yeah, it, it was. It and was I'm like, bizarre. no, like the riffleck should have been out there, like from the very beginning when they walked into that room. They're like, no, we're not going in there. But they did. Yeah, they went in there they and they did. got their energy sucked, and then they like they they come out feeling like they're basically dead because they've had their energy sucked. And then like Janet's like, oh, you look so beautiful, and I'm like, dude, you're like 30. Could you not? I mean, technically, Jedi's 16, but he looks like he's 30, which just makes it feel really gross. Yeah, it's a hard, it's a hard sixteen. Yeah, really Jedi, Jedi is the youngest of the four generals. I I said sixteen confidently, but it's somewhere between fourteen and sixteen. Like he's really, really young. Yeah, but still, it's like that's a hard yeah. sixteen. If that's the case, like, he looks like he, he's that's perfect. a really hard life sixteen. Yeah, I mean, he did. I mean, his boss got Anyways. killed. And he got resurrected. Now he's evil for some reason. He's had a tough life. Um, so Serena just decides to go home, and she. Uh, gets to the arcade where she passes out where we meet um, Alan, is his name right? The arcade guy? Um, I, Andrew, it's Andrew. Andrew, Andrew. We meet Andrew for the first time. And um, yeah, so it, th- that that was a little weird because like I assumed because it's just him and her that this is some back room of the arcade. But why does the back room of the arcade have like a hospital bed in it? <laughs> like why? I'm pretty sure she did. Ta- I'm pretty sure she did take her. I'm pretty sure Andrew did take her to the hospital. It doesn't say though. It, it really it, in the yeah. dubbing way it doesn't say. And I'm just like I. I always assumed that he just like wanted to get her inside in the AC and have her lay down. But she's on like a hospital gurney. So I'm like, does he just have this in this in this arcade? Like, I do like the, I do like the fact like doing all this made me realize that maybe maybe my life in the arcade is all is, is made is packed up to me, and now I gotta be a doctor. Yeah, like, but you still be working at the arcade, right? Yeah, she's like, don't leave. And he's like, a doctorate takes like 12 years. Calm down, girl. And not just that. It's like one of the things where I was like, dude, if, like I've known many people who work at arcades. They've either gone deaf or they've gone insane from hearing, the, from hearing the arcade constantly for like two, three years. Trust me, I would want to get out of it too. Like I love I love video games. I love arcade games. But I would like if like if I had to hear one more intro at the at the max value of whatever game that's like right in front of me for like the unfeat time, I swear to God, I will, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go, I, I'm gonna destroy that machine right in front of everybody. But yeah, I don't blame him for like being like, no, I gotta get out of here. I gotta get, I gotta get the fuck out of here. I need to get, I need to get a better career. I need to get a better job. I need to get my my my, my life in check. Um, fine, I'm a doctor. I'm gonna be a doctor now. Just gotta get out of here. I gotta get out of here. I gotta get out of here. If I have to hear that intro, that game into one more time, I'm gonna fucking lose it. But yeah, and then we 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 cut uh, we cut to um like she said like he says oh yeah but you know what let's have let's have a nice dinner and like this and that and then she comes out with like um with, with um she comes out with like um steamed buns but you know as early as this po- at th- at this point as of like caught me off guard and something we discussed earlier they refer to it as as jelly donuts I'm like oh, donuts God, they, 
She got those donuts. She she uh she just stopped by Brock's house and picked up some jelly donuts. Yeah. So it's like like it's a lot of people like like to point out the fact like oh man it's like like the jelly donut thing was was all the way back in like Pokemon. No, no, we we have evidence right here. This was in ninety five that this was. Yeah, this was before the Pokemon dub. Yeah, but um, so yeah, I mean, like basically she like basically they they figure out like you know like yeah, it's one of the things where it's like. She meet, he meets up with like after afterwards after she gets after get to buy eat she she sees um she sees um Darian Darian's like yeah it's like yeah whatever yada yada being kind of a kind of like right down here yeah you're being like everyone's being an asshole today here Jesus Christ one hundred percent everyone's being an asshole and then um but like I think they I I think they kind of deduce the fact that like something's up in that and in, in that gym and that's when they start to like spring into yeah. action yeah Luna comes and fat chains her again first of all because she's eaten because she yes. She said that she's decided that um, losing weight is not going to be a focus in her life or something like that. And that she's just going to eat whenever she feels like it because she wants to be happy. Like, trying to shoehorn the lesson in. and But Luna undermines it by just fat shaming her again and just saying that, like, oh yeah, I can tell you ate a whole bag of donuts or something like that. And it's like, girl, shut up. She says Negaverse yeah. again, by the way. Um, and then she also says... Um, like she says, we need to go and oh, she says Negaverse twice in a row, actually, according to my notes. Um, oh, but Lord. Luna's like, we gotta go, Serena. It's sailor business, and I'm just like, what kind of business are they opening? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I just I thought that was funny. Nope, like, they're they're, they're solving, they gotta be entrepreneurs. They gotta they gotta they gotta. Business. They're gonna go on Shark Tank and pitch a product. So guys, uh, I I got I got a thing here that you guys are not believe. It's this pen. It will transform into anything. Yeah, it's oh my oh my oh my thousand. I can't replicate it, and I don't think it works on anybody else. But I'm here to try to market it. <laughs> but yeah, and, and, and then it's 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 your typical episode at that point. Is that like Sailor Moon comes in, she cries a little bit. Tuxedo Mask comes in, she he gives well, her confidence. They do something. Boring. My favorite, my favorite part is when she busts in because I anytime I hear something stupid in the dub, I've been quoting it word for word. So they bust in to the the place with the uh, relaxation pods to save everybody, and Serena says. Game is over for you, buddy. I know who you are. And she, boldface, still doesn't realize that that's Jedi. So no, she doesn't know who it is. She just lied to that man's face. <laughs> because at this point, he hasn't taken off his disguise yet. Because then he does. And she's like, oh, it's Jedi. And I was like, girl, you didn't know who it was. You just lied to him. It was a hunch. I swear. <laughs> but yeah, she, the, there's no, there's no uh, monster of the day with this one, which is kind of a unique thing about this episode. Because it's just the bodybuilders and he put these like mind control like headbands on them and uses them to attack her and she just tiaras them off of them pretty quickly like they have a small like fist to fist fight where a 14 year old girl is able to punch a like muscle bound bodybuilder so hard in the gut that he falls over in pain and i'm just like something here doesn't add up but okay we'll continue on um, and she just yeah, it's 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 one of those things where it's like this 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 leads more to what we were talking about earlier. It's like she's a she's starting to become more of a capable fighter. I don't know why I don't know why I don't know why we're all fat shaming her and giving her all, all this shit. She's holding her off her own pretty well at this point. Yeah, uh, sorry. I was, so yeah, I mean, I was reading up on stuff. So yeah, that that was that's basically episode three because Jedi just kind of fucks off and decides to leave. <laughs> And then our Sailor Moon says is just like kind of a generic like anti eating disorder like love yourself love your body you know your mental look how your mental look type of thing um, so it wasn't like a necessarily thrilling Sailor Moon says because some of them get pretty out there 
But this one mm. was was pretty on the nose based off of the the episode. Like I said, I the reason why I don't like this episode in general is just because it is kind of an after school special type type of episode. Even in the Japanese version, it still gives off that that same vibe because there's it's just talking about young people struggling with weight um, and how that can be dangerous if you take it too far. I don't. I can't remember because it's been a while since I've watched the the subtitle. I can't remember if the eating disorder part was in the Japanese version or not. But the like hyper exercising and pushing yourself too far, you know, which also is a, a style of eating, like a, a type of eating disorder, like where you just over exercise to the point to where you're basically killing yourself. Um, so that was part of the episode in Japanese. I do remember. But anyway, it just it, it felt too preachy for me to super enjoy this one. And by this point, I think we're all starting to just be like, okay, you know, we love love Serena, love her to death, but we need some more characters to balance her out here. Like, we need to start getting the other Sailor Scouts in a little bit faster, which again lends mm-hmm. its its theory, uh, lends to my theory of them just skipping over episodes to get to Ami and Ray a little bit faster. Yeah, I, I will agree on. I will agree because like we, we're still, we're still, we're, it's still kind of like Molly's still, still a best friend, and and um and Melvin's still there too, and like like they're kind of like nothing burgers, but they kind of like they're trying to make them something, but it's like they really can't really hold, they really can't really like like they 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 don't have the same kind of gravity as, as like Amy or Ray or Lita or Mina, so it's like you know they're like you know. They're kind of like so. The show's kind of like this weird holding pattern until they 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 do appear. I think I remember hearing that you might be right on your on your theory. You might be right on the, on, on that theory because I think they that they were there's going to be more time spent without without uh without um oh without without Amy and well everybody else. But they're like, no, we gotta get to them faster. Trust me. Like, yeah. Well, that, even that, in that, the that, Japanese that. version, um, there's been interviews and stuff. Again, Tuxedo and Mask. If you're listening, I'm sorry that I keep just gushing over you. But I, he did do an article, and I'll have to dig it out and find it, because um, one of the things that he found out in an interview was that originally Sailor Moon, the show was supposed to be just Sailor Moon for a very long time, like 20, so, 20 or so episodes before she started getting the other Senshi joining the team. But the manga was moving much faster than the, uh, than the anime was. And in the manga... Ami and Ray were on the team at that point, and so people were wanting them. So they actually, I think, scrapped a lot of episodes or reworked them to involve Ami and Ray so that they could get the team developed a little bit faster as well. So it was like a twofold thing. Like Japan was taken too long, so they Ami joined an episode eight, and over here, like eight episodes was still too long to keep the kids' attention. I guess so they pushed it up even further. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what, what what's going to episode four here? Um, yeah, uh, again, this is when I start noticing, like, man, you're just spoiling the entire fucking episode in, in these cold openings. <laughs> well, can we talk like they, like, for for just two seconds about the skipped episodes and why they were skipped? Because I think that's important context. Um, yeah, we can we can because like, we went so we went so far like deviated into other things, but like we can spend a couple of minutes. Why yeah, and, and just very briefly, like, so the episode, the original episode five, which yes, we're already. We, we're already to the point where we've skipped multiple episodes and we're in the first episode of our podcast. Um, so episode five is the one that I got mixed up I uh, before where they decide to keep Luna as a pet at the house and you find out that her brother is actually scared of cats and so he gets another creature 
um, called like Chanella or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, that looks kind of like a bunny almost or something like that, but it turns out to be like zapping his energy. And so Luna has to like make her stand as the family pet. And then like the reason why it was cut is because suppose uh, well, not supposedly at one point, like Shingo, like either throws Luna or throws something at Luna and hits her. And so it was like animal abuse, but like, again, if they really wanted to include it, they could have just cut out that one little part like all of these anytime there's a reason for like the an official reason giving for an episode skipped it's like something they could have so easily edited around for the most part and then episode six is um protect the melody of love usagi is cupid and um in that one it was skipped because she was trying to help out an adult man um get like he was a piano player and uh, she was like trying to help him get back with his ex or something like that, like trying um, because she believed in love. And he was like this famous pianist. And at one point she used the disguise pin to make herself look old enough to sneak into a bar so that she could go confront him. And that's why that was cut. And also she got in a car with a man that she didn't know. And they thought that was a dangerous message. So that one, a good plot, a good point of the plot would have to be cut out. And I do think that that was probably necessary that they skipped it. Um, considering yeah. the time that it was in. But those are the two episodes that you missed out. Neither one, other than Luna becoming the official pet of Serena's household, neither one are super plot heavy, which I mean, hardly any of them are. <laughs> but I digress. Anyway, so the, the next episode up that we're actually shown in the dub is the deep dub episode four, So You Want to Be a Superstar, um, which is another episode that I remember very well, even though I don't think it was on any of the VHS takes that I own, but I remember it super well because of the monster of the day. She was just, she was, I just remember her being really terrifying. And early in the episode, they do a, well, about midway through the episode. So I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but they do a psycho parody where like, yeah, is like in the shower, taking a shower and the monster sneaks up on her and they have like the silhouette of the monster behind the curtain and they rip it open and she like freezes her in like this ice and stuff. And I'm just like, I just remember, I think this episode stuck with me because the monster of the day, this is the first time that they branched off into like creepy, scary monster of the day, as opposed to just like comedic monster of the day. Yeah. They, 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 they were actually like legit threats. And then they eventually started stopping them up. It's like, okay, we're going to take this item and we're going to make, and we're going to make it girlified. Right. <laughs> So yeah, so there's um we the this episode focuses around Saffron, who is an idol, um, who everybody at school out of nowhere just starts to really like. And it's just mm -hmm. I don't know if it's just the laziness of the writing or if this because at first I thought it was like a negaverse plot for her to pop up and be famous, but then you get partway through the episode and realize no, she doesn't actually become a monster or get replaced by a monster until like halfway through the episode. So I was at first I was thinking, oh, the Negaverse planted this like super popular idol and they're manipulating people into thinking she's but no, this is just a random idol that the Negaverse like co-ops into their plan randomly, which is actually kind of funny when you think about it. Um but it's also kind of smart the same way too. It was like that she like she's doing Saffron did, did all the work for them. Right. Yeah, like Saffron she got she gathered all of the masses together for them, basically. But like I just I have this one thing that because so Jedi catches on that she's popular and he like starts stalking her and he's got like this full trench coat and sunglasses and she just got this mob of like like teenagers around her asking for autographs and he literally looks like he's about to get banned from going within a mile of a school like because oh. <laughs> i'm just like 
this grown ass man again we for context we know that he's not a grown ass man but he looks like a grown ass man so this grown ass man is just hanging around with all these 13 year olds looking hella suspicious like no put him in jail yeah it's like they're like we gotta take you away sir i'm sorry but so so they saffron gets taken over by the negaverse and, and replaced by one of the monsters of the week our icy creepy lady and she decides that she is um going to host a talent contest but for some reason it's for pairs and i don't other than plot convenience of like making it to where serena can't participate i don't understand why it was pairs like it didn't make sense to me but oh well i guess me neither that was that was maybe maybe i don't i have no logical like explanation whatsoever maybe because like logically they would get a lot more people to enter if they did it solo because there are people like Serena who couldn't find a partner because they originally she was going to enter with Molly and then they have a big fight and decide that they are going to go their own way and Molly co-ops Melvin and puts Melvin in drag and what, okay so first things first let me say it right now them sing, like um uh, Serena and Molly singing the Sailor Moon theme song like really badly was 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 ironically hilarious I wonder how many times that they had to do it so they can sound just horrible enough so they can pass. Well, it wouldn't have been too bad if they weren't so far off the backtrack. They were like a good twenty seconds off of the backtrack, like not. I think I think that was intentional. I think that was an intentional thing. Like I think they intentionally did did it in such a horrible way where they had to like intentionally like decap themselves so they can sound like amateurs, which I think adds to it. And second of all, it just wouldn't have been anywhere near as bad if they had to been like twenty seconds off the backing track. That's all I want to say. But like, second of all, with, with concerning Melvin and drag, um, one of the things I find interesting is that like, he never he never once like objected to it. Only thing he says is like, "I usually wear black." I'm like, that's that's well, actually quite interesting that they, they, they didn't go for the obvious joke at the time. Yeah, the dub should have. I shouldn't say should have. The dub, I'm surprised they didn't. The Japanese version, um, it, it was fairly commonplace for like bands to have the one cross-dressing members so i don't think it would be yeah. that unusual but yeah the dub for sure i'm surprised they didn't make like some kind of like snide kind of like homophobic joke yeah <laughs> i was like i was i was i was, I was prepared for it. i'm like oh no they actually <laughs> did the they actually they actually took the high road on this one and actually made a joke that's actually funny like they were you were pre-cringing for the homophobia that never came <laughs> yeah it's like oh wow this is actually this actually that's actually a funny joke i, I give them i give them props that, that's a that's another. That's a. That's a. That's a plus on the, on my on my end. Yeah. So they, I look down here. I like the moment. It's totally cool with this. It's like the only thing yeah. that's not cool. Is like, I could, can I get it in black instead? I just put on here. Melvin's gonna win RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> As he should. Oh God. Yeah. The, I, this was. Uh, this is our first time. I did make a note of this just because I thought it was interesting. Um, this is our first time where we see a monster kidnap the person that they're going to impersonate. Because in the first episode, Molly's mom was already kidnapped and the monster was already, excuse me, already in place and we didn't see it happen. Um, because like you said, later later in the, in the series, they result to bringing like household items and stuff to life in other seasons um, instead of like having them impersonate Actual people. monsters. Yeah, yeah. Instead of them having them impersonate humans. But this is the first time we, we saw the monster come and abduct somebody and take them and it's just like eee, eee. it was it was very traumatic for me as a child uh, um, yeah but it was but I, but I do appreciate i do appreciate I, I do appreciate as as an adult as someone that watches movies i do appreciate the, them doing the cinematic thing and doing it the way they did yeah it was very interesting um i love that molly 
uh, like Molly is just so abusive to Melvin this entire time, like just treating him like dirt the entire time. And then she's, I, I believe it's either her or one of the background people that says, this contest is going to be major boss. And I was like, did people say, like, I rem- I didn't think that boss was like a slang term back in the 90s, but maybe it was. I wouldn't know. I would not know at all. That's a really good question. Now that you brought it up. Anybody that's listening, was boss a thing in 1995? Like, leave a comment in our, in our Twitter thread. Oh, and then, so we get to... So basically what happens is Serena tries to co-opt Luna into being her partner, which I don't know how that would work because I yeah. think it needs to Oh, be I think she was banking on the fact she's a talking cat. Yeah. I, I don't know if she's going to do like a ventriloquism act or what, but like, no, like, I don't think that a, a cat counts as a duo partner. I think it needs to be another person. But either way, Luna says she's not going to do it. And, yeah, with, uh, with that, good reason. So, so Serena decides not to go because she can't compete. But it cuts to... Um, the competition, and basically, no matter how bad these people are, Saffron or Evil Saffron is letting them go through to the next round so that they can have as many people to take energy from as possible. But my favorite part is um, the the two girls from school that decided they were going to enter as well, alongside Molly and Serena originally. Um, they have decided they're going to do a comedy routine, and the girl goes, um, "Do you know why elephants wear green sneakers?" And the girl goes, no. And she goes, so they can sneak around in the grass. But her face looks so contorted, like she's like in pain and horrified. Like, I would love to know what the actual line there was from that. But it's got to be it's got to be some weird joke that we would never understand. Like, you know how to do But, but know, she just so looks terrified words. when she's saying it. It's like, I, I want to screen cap it so bad because it was just the best. <laughs> what? It's so they could sneak around in the grass. It just and the joke didn't make any sense either. But I don't. Think no, but at the same time too, it's like maybe we were we were never we were like like ah, it's one of those weird things. Yeah. So Serena goes and just so they so they all like I said, Saffron just kind of lets everybody pass through to the next round because she wants to take all their energy. So they decide to have the grand finale showcase in a couple of days, and Serena decides she's going to go and check this out. And um, when she gets there, they find out that the Negaverse is involved. And she literally just leaves. She's like, no, I'm not today. I can't handle this today. And she has she goes to the bathroom and has a breakdown. And if that's not the most relatable thing that I've ever seen on a kid's show. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you realize you realize it's like you, you realize that like the more the more the more things um, the more things happen in the show, the more you're like, damn, this is a, this is like this is a this, this, this is a this is a this is a, this is like a feel right here. Like I can. I can totally, I totally get the, I totally get your, um, your plight right here. I, I totally get your, your, I, I'm like totally with you there. So you just like, oh man, like I, I can feel it right there in my bones. Yeah. So she, uh, Luna eventually convinces her to go and fight. And of course, like she gets her ass handed to her for a little bit. And then she's able to turn the tides around once Tuxedo Mask shows up. Um, of course. I put Tuxedo Mask actually did something this time. Oh, he she gets frozen. That's right. She gets frozen and his rose shatters the ice. So like he actually does something useful for the first time in four episodes this time, uh, which I thought was really funny. Um, But the 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 thing is, is that when she uses her attack, for some reason, this time she says Moon Tiara vaporized. Did you notice that? Yeah, because I because like apparently in the episode that we get well, we skipped, like they introduced they, they introduced the Moon Tiara uh, something uh, Stardust attack. Yeah, Stardust, I think. I so it's like, she, so like we, 
so so we so we skipped over some uh, 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 like so not only sk- we skipped some like vital thing of like the actual plot, we also skipped skipped Usagi getting a, an ability as well. But I don't think it, she uses that much more, does she? Sailor Moon, Moon Tiara. I don't know. Maybe she does. Maybe she doesn't. I would not know. I'm trying to find that. I'm trying to find the, the that, that screenshot because like is it it, that sounds hilarious. no. This this is only appears in this episode. Is what it says. It says. All right, never mind. I am. This is Moon Tiara Stardust, an attack that appears only in episode five of the anime series. As episode five was cut from the dub, this is an exclusive attack to the. Oh wait, so that's we're wrong. That's not. She just so hold on. Then let me look up because now I'm just confused. Because what was it? Moon Tiara Vaporize. I'm gonna look that up. Sailor. So yeah, I'm, I'm gonna probably. Yeah, it was just as... it was just Moon Tiara Magic. She just said the wrong thing. One hundred percent. Yeah, the Stardust was only in the, the episode that got skipped, so that was only in the biz dub. So she literally just said the wrong thing instead of, and they kept it in. I, at that point, it's like somebody in production had to realize she said the wrong thing. So why didn't they just use an older clip of her saying Moon Tiara Magic? Like, I don't think anybody would have noticed if they reused another episode's Moon Tiara Magic, like shouting phrase. But okay, that's <laughs> okay. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not one. Of, I'm not one of the people involved with the show, unfortunately. So I wouldn't. I would not know what was going on at the time. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. one thing I wanted to bring back. Going back to um, going back to episode two. Last thing before we before we transition our way out. What was it episode one? No. Uh, oh yeah, it was episode two. What is up with with what's up with Serena's dad's voice? I didn't notice anything weird about it. He's on. He's on. Kind of like I. I. Like I I I I can't really place it, but he just sounded kind of like like oh my god like like what was up with this dude? Oh, oh like he sounded like I really can't really describe what he what he sounded like. Cause like it kind of went one year the other, but it kind of caught my attention. Like wow, that's a that's a choice of a, of a that's a choice of a that's a choice of a accent a choice of an accent. Also okay. too, I think at one point too at one point too like like they like you can start hearing a little bit of like the Canadian like come out. I I believe that yeah. it happens in episode four. Where it's like, oh my god, the Canadian is just seeping out little by little. <laughs> the only thing I remember about oh Serena's... no, I think I remember now. I think I remember now. I think I remember. It's like it was in episode one where it's just like, um, like he saw, like I think, like um, I think, I think uh, Serena's mom is asking something, and like the Canadian, like like you can hear the the thick Canadian accent. And I, I think I sent you a text. I think I sent you a message saying like, oh my god, she's like, like uh, Serena's mom hey. is one one step ahead of saying, saying, hey. Hey, you want to, you, you? I heard that you went to go. I went to go to a hockey game with uh, with Milovini. Eh? Hey, who's her? Hey, who's her? Yeah, who's her? <laughs> the only so the, the, talking about the dad though. The only thing I remember the dad is there was like a really awkward part of dialogue where like Serena's mom was like, "Do you remember what day it is?" And there's like a a weird pause, and he's like, "I remember that it's our anniversary, and I'm taking you out to dinner tonight." And it's like, did he just get caught in forgetting their anniversary? Or was that just weirdly paced dialogue? <laughs> I don't know. That's I yeah, that's that and that 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 that's another thing that, that lends itself to like the weird like weird the weird way he was dubbed. But that, regardless, I was just gonna say because that's like a sitcom trope of like the husband not remembering, you know, anniversary dates and stuff like that. So I I didn't know if that's what they were going for or legitimately it was just a weird timing with the dialogue. I want to say it's a weird time of dialogue because I, I made a mention to it in the episode before that something was up with this guy, so I'm pretty sure it's something with the dialogue itself. Alrighty then, I think that I th- is there anything else that you that we want to bring up before we head out? I just I love this dub, like unironically love this dub. It just it 
it came out at the perfect time. It encapsulates it encapsulates a perfect point in time in like American culture. Like I know this is a Japanese show, but the dub did its damnedest to make you forget that it was Japanese. <laughs> they tried so hard. It tried to hit you over the head so hard it, it wasn't even funny. But it's it's just like there's so many bits to it that are just so iconic and nostalgic. And we'll get to a lot of them. Uh, I'm really excited because I believe the next episode that we're doing is isn't the next episode Ami's debut? Yes. So we're we'll finally get to where the show picks up a little bit because not that not that Serena is like bad on her own or anything, but like we said, it was starting to become apparent that she's not to the point to where she, she's not charismatic enough to support the whole show at this point. And that's completely converse to later seasons where the the inner Sinchi are just like barely there and it's all about Sailor Moon and she is charismatic to carry it. But at this point, you know, she's still young and developing and we really do need those other characters. So I'm I'm really excited to um to have that again. And I'm also like really excited to watch episode six because that one was skipped on the VHS tape that I had. And so I don't like I haven't watched it a ton. I know I've watched it before obviously um both in the deep dub and the sub oh but been, you expose as a fake fan but it's, it's been so long since i've watched that one because it wasn't on that vhs tape that i'm i'm excited to see more of the interactions of just serena and, and amy together because i think that they're super cute and funny together because once ray comes in it becomes the ray and serena show <laughs> ami's still there uh, like she's she doesn't go anywhere and she still contributes and stuff, but their rivalry kind of takes center stage there for a while after that. So I I'm really excited for that episode too. But as far as the episodes we watched, like this was what I was hoping for, like the the weird insults, the weird um like slang that may or may not have even been slang at the time, and they were just trying to sound cool because that also happened a lot with Deke. It just it all they're trying to make together. they're trying to make fetch happen. Basically, yeah, multiple times. But it just it 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 feels so perfect for what it is, and I'm just excited. Yeah, I will be on talk you. about this with everybody. And that's the thing, and that was the idea. Was just like I understand that this dub is not for everybody, and I kind of realized too as I was watching. It's like it, it, like it can go one or two that this that this show can go one one or two ways. Either it's gonna go, either this show's gonna end up in disaster, and I'm gonna end up hating it, or I'm gonna I'm gonna really love doing doing this show because of how absurd it is. And I kind of realized that if you just if you just like, if you just take what 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 what's there at face value, just have fun with it. You you'll get something more out of it. If you analyze if you analyze a little too hard on, on what's going on, that's when you start. To, that's when things start to be a little bit more um, cynical. <laughs> but you know, it's not it's not warranted either. There's some things where it's like that episode three. It's just like there's no way to like make that episode any kind of any more palatable than it than it is right now. It's like you know that episode is kind of a mess in, in Japanese as is. So like they did their best with the can with what they can with what they had. So it's like you know other than that, other than that misfire, everything else was really cool. I think episode four was like because um like we were we were we were starting to see a little bit like we were starting to see a little bit of like we were starting to see them like explore the formula a little bit more in depth with them doing a little bit more like Sagi's become like Sagi's becoming a little bit more active. She's becoming more and more like like uh, I would, like you know she's she's fighting a little bit more. She's crying. She's still crying, but she's also like. There's a good mix between her fighting and also her, like you know, not knowing what to do, and pretty much like her still kind of like growing into in her role as. Well. And I do like the fact, like you know, like I mentioned earlier, it it really is a time capsule of its time when it comes to a lot of these, lot of these weird dubisms, and like I guess that's why I love it the most. Just, there's things here that's like I just can't get mad at. 
<laughs> and there's things here that are actually really good. Like, you know, like that line I said, like way back when, when we first started, it's like the, that line of like, oh, and you believe me? Like, you know, that, that's a, that's a good line. That's a good line. So there's, um, so, well, I'm pretty sure Appearance is, Appearance is gonna, is gonna have a field day with everything that they're listening to or watching. In the context of like, you know, in the context of like, if you watched it then, and if you watch, and also if you watch, you know, if you're watching it in, in like how you're watching it now with the nostalgia glasses on, it's not that bad. The only bad episode I can say out of all these is episode three, but that's also because that episode is also like, it, it, like there is no way, there is, there was no better version of that, that episode that can be made. That is one episode that's like, unfortunately, if there's one episode that like, if that's going to be really hard to like, like make better. Like dubbing, it would it would have it would have been had it would have to be that like like that one would have like that one's gonna be the hardest one to sell. Alrighty yeah. then, you know that that is it for that is it for this episode. So um, join us next time. We are going to go through episodes five through eight of of this of this, of this weird weird dub of um, Sailor Moon. Um, it's you know it, I'm really happy and really excited to be doing this. It's it's, it's been a really it's been a really fun experience so far, and you know it's taking me back. Both in good ways and bad, but it's mostly good. I'm I'm loving this so far. I'm not really, I'm not um I'm not like I'm I'm not I'm not hating it, but I am saying that's like you know that th- th- there is there is some potential here, and I can't like you know I'm starting to see the potential right here, and like I just can't wait to see more of what's more. I can't wait to hear see and doing all the more with with this um with the show. Alrighty yeah. then, Cameron Furry, you have anything you would like to promote? Uh, still working on a comeback day for ancient anime we've hit a couple of uh roadblocks and to be a little bit more candid than usual i just wanted to make sure that this show got up and running because the show is also very important to me not that i mean ancient anime is my baby and uh, because i i've worked that from the ground up and i've worked so hard on it but i want to make sure that this show is able to have a stable like footing as well before i start dividing up my attention a little bit more again um so i'm again have no problem doing that because as if you've listened to the cosmo cast i will talk about um, sailor moon with anybody all day every day all the time so i'm i'm here for the sailor moon uh so ancient anime will be back eventually you can get updates to that on twitter at ancient anime pod if you would like to follow me there you can also follow me personally at common writer furry i would greatly appreciate it because twitter has gotten rid of all the bots that followed me so my inflated self has taken a huge bruise with me losing a bunch of followers this week so it would mean a lot to me if you just go and hit that follow button for me but yeah you can follow find me at common writer furry on there as well hopefully my instagram pages with the same names will be more used in the future but not today Alrighty then, and of course, if you if, you know, I host another podcast with Conrad Fury. I host the Saint Seiya Cosmo Cast. Unfortunately, this week, um, it's kind of it's kind of be, be kind of a weird week where unfortunately I can't have Conrad Fury on because of reasons pers- my, my, on my end, not on on not on anybody else's end, unfortunately. But um, but yeah, we're, we're like we're we're gonna be we're gonna be doing some more stuff coming next week, which should be up. And of course, I do this show. Which, if you're listening, please like, give us a like, give us a listen. Whenever you're you're listening to, like, give us like, you know, five star review, leave a review. That does help. That helps the algorithm. You know, it gets us out of algorithm hell, and we can do a lot more with the series. So, if if you're listening on whatever podcast service you are in, either Spotify, Amazon, Amazon Music, mm-hmm. um, wherever wherever you're listening to, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, leave us leave us a review, leave us a five star review, because like, and 
And, and I want to say just just so that people know how the algorithm works. If you think that it's not worth you like retweeting it or reposting it on your social media because you don't have a lot of followers, it doesn't the the algorithm doesn't look at how many followers you have. It looks at how many people are talking about it. So even if you don't have a following, retweeting it or you know posting a link to it on your own or whatever massively helps us in the algorithm as well just as an fyi also discussing in general even if you even if you say like this fat guy ramsey he sucks so much like fuck you <laughs> yeah like you know stuff like that like, as well. <laughs> yeah that's why it's like believe it or not that that, that that's a secret of that's a secret of social media if you can piss somebody off engage that counts as engagement and that counts as as, as me going forward so guess what if you hate me say it let it's us gonna, know you only think <laughs> Please let us know. Let us know very loudly. Fight, un- fight, and make a threat out of it. Please, I encourage it. Why? Because it helps me. That helps my ego. I don't recommend it though. Anyway. <laughs> I'm very fragile. Please don't. This is a joke. Disclaimer. Yeah, but regardless, um, I also host another show called the the um, Saturday Morning Squad, and uh, where we just we just came back. We did an we did an episode on Dungeons and Dragons previously. It was a really good episode, and. I don't know what the hell we're doing next episode because like like things stop <laughs> things popped up and I don't know when the heck I'm going to do my, that next episode. But I'm going to find a way to do it, but it's going to happen soon. So stay tuned. All right, then, Conrad Furry. Uh, I guess we better head out then. So yep. for me, I am Ramses. I am Conrad Furry, and always remember, Salamis says, "Yay." Sometimes the hardest thing in the world is believing in yourself, especially when your grades are <laughs> less than stellar. Or you're kind of clumsy. But you never know what the real you can do. Set your mind and heart on it, and anything is possible. (laughs) 